Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. How was the film this morning? Was that yesterday morning? It was yesterday morning, wasn't it? Oh, Farewell My Lovely? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love that movie. It's one of my favourite evers. Is he, is he Philip Marlowe in it? Yeah, he is. I say, I say. The funny thing is, is the follow-up, because uh, he was redoing a lot of the, the Bogart ones, the follow-up, which was The Big Sleep, was directed by Michael Winner. Was it? Michael Winner directed The Big Sleep, and just like... Um, more tits in it. That's more what tits, what was... Humphrey Bogart. I think it. what we needed to say was Lauren Bacall getting raped, dear boy. If they'd had that, it would have been a much bigger success. And that, and just like he did uh, um, uh, Death Wish 3, where he was like, there's no, there's no point going to New York, dear boy. Let's just film it here. And uh, that's what he did with The Big Sleep. Uh, he filmed it in England. You're joking. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and it has Jimmy Stewart in one of his last roles in it as well. It's fucking awful, though. Oh, I've not, not seen it. No, I don't see why you'd uh, you'd remake The Big Sleep anyway. It's pretty much classic as it is. Yes, I mean, why you would do it if you weren't, uh, you know, like a winner? Well, the success had gone to his head, hadn't it? It had at that point. He thought, well, you know, if I can work with the likes of Bronson and bring in uh, the Death Wish franchise, I could do the same with Mitchum. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it worked. I think he did. Uh, although Farewell My Lovely, which is uh, Mitchum's other stab at, at the Marlowe character, is, is bloody good. Uh, features a young pre-Rocky Sylvester Stallone in a silent cameo. Does it? Uh, yeah, it features Joe Spinell, who would also show up in Rocky, of course. Oh, sweaty, ugly man. Sweaty Spinell. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no, Farewell My Lovely is uh, is the balls. Ah, Let's do this. Three years ago. <coughs> uh, it's actually four years now. A crack doer, one martial arts expert and surprisingly good mimic, the other a weapons specialist and professionally bearded, were sent to separate recording stations thousands of miles apart to do an 80s and 90s action commentary podcast for a crime they happily committed. Something James Spader told them about that involved an industrial drum of coconut butter hand lotion and a common household whisk. These men promptly created a passion-filled wave of action adoration that swept throughout the internet underground. Today, still wanted by Steven Seagal for making one too many jokes about his expanding gut and knitted hair, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you love action, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you should be listening to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid commentaries. This podcast, people, explodes. Hello and welcome to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid commentary podcast. I am... Dr. Action. And I am the Kick-Ass Kid. And today, Michael, I will be mostly glazed in hot butter. 
Then as. Then as. Uh, and how have you been, Chief? I'm good. And how the devil are you? Uh, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I have been uh, movie watching to the power of ten. I have. Uh, I have really been. Um, just consuming movies like a fat man likes pies. Yeah, and, and they I, do. And I've been eating pies, so uh, that's that's what I've been up to. And uh, I've been enjoying it thoroughly. Uh, and also me and my lady Kim, obviously we've been out and about doing our stuff as well, so that's been fun. Very nice. What about and you, Chief? I've been watching films. I have been uh, working like a son bitch. Some uh, bitch. Uh, I've, some bitch. I've been digging the soil, boy. <laughs> I've been out on the railroad. <laughs> um, uh, just uh, having a birthday. You've had your birthday as well. We have, birthday. Had, we have had birthdays. This is our first post-birthday show. <laughs> what, was it like being 36 for you? Uh, it's almost exactly the same as being 35, only I'm happier because I, I'm not in the shit. Ah, that's good. Yeah, because uh, this time last year, it was rather plops. Uh, where yeah, yeah, right yeah I said to you this time last year, what's it like being 35? And you went, fucking horrible. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, but now, no, I'm, I'm, I'm jolly happy. Uh, 36 seems to be treating me rather well. Uh, I got a bit of a new spiffing haircut the other day, so I'm, I'm, I think I'm looking uh, young, virile, and uh, ready to kick ass. You honestly. dreadlocked. I have, yeah. All I've the had it. Kids have their hair dreadlocked. I've had it. I've had it dreadlocked. Put in a ponytail, a widow's peak weave put in at the front. I've had the whole thing dyed black, and uh, everyone I meet, I call Johnny and slap around the face with my big hand. Yeah, because when you do your hair jet black, you'd actually do look younger. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's it's, it's a fact, well-known fact. Factually accurate. And if you're able to colour in your goatee beard with sharpie, uh, that also helps. It doesn't yeah. at all make it look like it's out of a bottle. <laughs> if you listen, Mister Segal, we don't. We think you know because Stephen Segal was forty-two this year, isn't he? Well, yeah, because he's been doing everything for forty years. Yeah, yeah. So he's been. Well, he's probably fifty at this point. Yeah. I've been forty for forty years. I've been forty for forty years. Um, yeah, uh, Mister Segal, who uh, is is doing some weird ass movies at the moment. He is doing some weird movies, and I wish he'd stop fucking posting on Facebook. I don't know who's hacked his account on Facebook. Yeah. Every day it's, would you attempt this? I thought I thought he'd show up and start uh, endorsing Trump and hanging out with Trump, because yeah. it's the kind of, like, idiotic, bananas thing that he would do. Right. That shit crazy thing that Donald Trump. Yeah. I'm gonna have Steven Seagal on the wall. Yeah, I just I think it would be amazing if Seagal just followed Donald Trump around holding a machine gun. <laughs> like he just had a machine gun in his little do rag, his yellow glasses, and his dyed goatee, and his big scarf, and his uh, gut hugging uh, bulletproof vest, and he just and Trump would be like. Sorry, could could you get rid of this guy? And he'd be like, I'm not, I'm not leaving, Danny. I mean, Danny sounds like Johnny, so I'm going to hang out with you. <laughs> Just every, like, press conference, Donald was, like, trying to cover him up, like, standing in front of him, but he just kept moving. No, Danny, i got to be seen. I know all the bad politics. <laughs> I, I have my own policies. <laughs> I think all the children should be armed. <laughs> 
Oh, he did say that, didn't he? Didn't yeah. he say? He's, he's, uh, well, he said all the teachers should be at the yeah, uh, uh, Arizona it. school where he was. Him and his posse were trying to train teachers how to how to do CIA evasive <laughs> maneuvers if a gunman was to come into your school. No, just bang guns, and then you won't need it, will you? Yeah. Well, or or strap a Kalashnikov under the desk and have at it. It's one of the two options. I don't think any children will get caught in the crossfire. That ain't never happened. Yeah, these bullets child repellent, Johnny. <laughs> uh, so that'd be amazing if, if if Trump... Like, if Trump just couldn't shake Seagal. Like, I would just... Because they look like the same person. You know what I mean? Like, if you took Seagal's uh, goatee off and changed his weave for a big uh, ginger wig... They would look the same, kind of like flabby, would, yeah. red-faced idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're probably made in the same lab. <laughs> the same flabby-faced American factory um, <laughs> that uh, that pumped them out several years ago. I've been I've been running for politics now for forty years. <laughs> I know all about the policies, Johnny. Uh, I wish I could do it, Donald Trump. Impression I can't. Uh, to me, he just. <laughs> he just sounds like blah, 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 blah. That's just. Uh, but, um. Yeah, he's got nothing good to say. He has nothing good to say. No, he just sounds like someone regurgitating egg salad uh, <laughs> constantly. Um, but he is going to be our next president, so uh, all hail Trump. Um, <laughs> and let's, let's go forward into a new brave future. <laughs> he's gonna have to be brave oh it's gonna be so funny like people people trying to sit down like from the middle east to have diplomatic meetings with him and he's like i don't like what you said and he just walks out <laughs> they were like i don't know what's going on how he the was... fuck could he live in the white house would he try to sort of build on top and make it he will he make it a big golden dong like all his other buildings yeah yeah I'm having some work done. All of my buildings look like a giant cock, so <laughs> this one will as well. I'm going to change it to the Trump house. Uh, he'll have his face engraved into the <laughs> the, the uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I oh, know God. all about the Founding Fathers. Well, I will when I've read a book. Uh <laughs> So yeah, that'd be fantastic. That's what's good. Basically, America at the moment is like living in in some sort of mad, surreal Disney fueled nightmare. It, it's just a bit like it's a bit like everything that Terry Gilliam fears under his bed is running rampant throughout the whole streets. It's of like a joke America. that's gone too far, and somebody's afraid <laughs> now to sort of go. Yeah, we're only taking the piss, right? Yeah. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like he's like, well, you know, well, we'll do this for a joke because it'll be funny because no one ever vote for me. And then they've got like halfway through the, the second year of the election cycle and they're like, fuck, everybody's, everybody seems to like me. Um, everything I say, no matter how fucking offensive, everyone <laughs> loves it. I don't, I never realized there were so many racists and idiots in this country, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, and it is scary living here, to, in all honesty. Um, but that's the way it is. I do feel like Trump and Cruz should do a buddy cop movie if neither of them get elected. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. And so let's do our week in action, dude, because we've got, a, we've got a long old show today with all the questions and everything, which is awesome. Uh, so let's do our weeks in action, shall we? 
Right, okay, my week in action so far has been... It's going to be more like a month in action, let's be fair. Yeah, there's loads of westerns. Yeah, good. uh, Loads of westerns. um, Deadpool. uh, Bad Day at Black Rock. Deathgasm, have you seen that horror film? I haven't seen it, no. Yeah, it's not bad. Is it good? It's a bit like... um, Does someone die while having an orgasm, hence deathgasm? It's it's ridiculous. What a stupid title. It's a bit like uh, the early Peter Jackson films, and it's in New Zealand. I thought it was a killer who went round and killed people with his knob. Now, that would be (laughs) fucking awesome, but it's not. There's nothing like that. Um, I think it's a badly titled movie, and we need to speak to someone about that. I know he sent it back to where I bought it. But, uh, excuse me, nobody dies while ejaculating. I, I mean, it's, it's simply outrageous. If a movie is called Deathgasm, then you should listen to me, Michael Winner, and understand that what we want to see is jism coming out in large amounts until it turns red, and then the guy dies. It's the only way, dear boy. <laughs> what else have I watched? I watched that Shoot 'em Up, Clive Owen. Love it. It's a good Great movie. Film. Paul Giamatti. And, yes, and I watched Crank as well the other day. Lovely. I would Lovely. say uh, top five Statham movie. Yeah, it might actually be one of my top... Might be. It's in my top two, probably. It's one or two, isn't it? It's one or two. It's one or two. It's that and the Transporter. Probably uh, dual first place. Uh, after which I'd stick Safe or Killer Elite and Expendables 1. Probably mm. they would be my top five. Something like that, anyway. I'm probably forgetting one that I love because he's done so many good ones. Um, Parker, I love Parker. I liked Parker. Redemption. Uh, Redemption's awesome. Or I don't see that Hunt, as an action film, though. I Hunt see that as he's... Uh... No, but it's a Statham movie and we're doing top five Stathams. Yeah, oh, yeah, in that way, yeah. But I, that would probably squeak into my sixth spot. Yeah. I would probably have my top five would be joint first, original Transporter, original Crank, and then safe Killer Elite and Expendables 1. That's probably, like, if there's five Statham movies that I, kick-ass kid, suggest everybody own and watch uh, or defriend me, um, <laughs> it would be those five. And yours would include Parker, you said. yes. I do love a bit of Parker. A bit of Parker. I like his Texas accent and his big hat. Yeah, oh, it's my awesome. favourite bit. Yes, I do, <laughs> I do absolutely fucking love that movie. Um, he, he does love yes, it, ladies and gentlemen, he does. Yeah, like I said, just a lot of westerns. The westerns, El Dorado, Rio Bravo, The Shootist, True Grit, Big Jake, Bandolero, Bend of the River, Man of the West, Stagecoach. Have you seen El Dorado yet? Yes. I like El Dorado, and I like, um, uh, what's the other one? Oh, fuck. Western? Um, it's, no, it's when John, I like it when John Wade's paired up with someone, so I like El Dorado. Oh, yeah, they, those are, I think, they are the best, John And Wade. then what's the one with him and Jimmy Stewart? Man, Man Shot Liberty Shot Valance. Valance. I love that one. That's another good one. Big fan of that. Um, You've seen Rio Bravo, though, haven't you? I have seen Rio Bravo. I have seen yep, Rio Bravo. And I've seen The Searchers, and I've seen the original through grit. 
Yes, True Grit's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I've I've seen I've seen some westerns in my day, and uh, anyone interested in westerns uh, can either join our Facebook group, um, After Movie Diner and Doctor Action Facebook group, and uh, talk to Doctor Action about them, or go over to AfterMovieDiner.com and read Grant Knox's latest column all about Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. St. Buckingham movie. Yes, and he talks all about the uh, troubles behind the making of, uh, where Peck and Pa apparently urinated on the screen while watching some of the dailies. Um, and uh, he also talks about why it's one of his favourites. It's a good column. Grant writes a good column each it week. It's a good column. Each week for the After Movie Diner now, every Friday. Every, every Friday. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah, so uh, anything else, sir? Uh, Mr. Majestic. Oh, who's in that again? Charles Bronson. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that one. Yeah, it's a good one. I did enjoy that. Uh, yeah, just a, just a little westerns. Mad Max Fury Road again. Oh, I'm yeah, co- I've still got to show Kim that. She hasn't seen it yet. Fuck, best time to show him, maybe. Well, after, tomorrow, after it's won the best picture of Scott. Do you think it's going to? I think he's. I think he's going to get director. Yeah, yeah. He, he deserves it. He does it, deserve it. It's he. Sh- he deserves that, and the film should get it simply because everybody who's, uh, you know, looking at these films, going, oh, that should win because it's about a man and a bear forming a bond. Yeah, no, that sort of bullshit. It's yeah. just Mad Max action sci-fi. Not a lot of plot, but fucking great. Not a lot of plot? Uh, which Paul Daniels likes. Yeah. David Bowie. Have we, have we been on air since David Bowie died? I think uh, we have, have we? I don't know. I don't know when that we were That was fucking awful news. It was awful news. And Alan Rickman. Alan yeah. Rickman died. Less than a fucking week later. From Die Hard 1, of course, and uh, from Harry of the Potters, and Dogma, and Love... Robin Hood. Actually, Robin Hood, all those movies. Uh, and David Bowie, of course, from Man Who Fell to Earth, and Labyrinth. Just a general fucking legend. My no, favourite Completely singer. legend. I mean, I think everything's been said. Everything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, what a legend. What a, what a, what a guy. Um, Merry Christmas, Mr Lawrence, of course. That's a good one. Labyrinth. Get me, get me, get me out of here. Uh, I saw that on Friday night um, with a three-course dinner in a uh, winery. They showed it in a winery? They did. Uh, there was all the tanks of all the wine, all the vats, down mm. one side, really long, long room, and then they had a screen that pulled down at the other end, and they showed Labyrinth. David Bowie's bulge coming at oh, you. Oh, it's fucking hung like a fucking horse. It's good job it wasn't 3D, really. It is 3D. <laughs> it just slapped you around the face and drank your wine. <laughs> Sarah, don't look at my bulge, Sarah. Yeah, look at my huge penis, Sarah. <laughs> he was I a legend. A labyrinth. <laughs> I love David Bowie, and uh, what a legend. Sad that he is gone. Uh, but I w- intend to watch Labyrinth every year in his honour. I, I, I've got to re-watch The Money Fell to Earth. I do love that film. But I think his uh, songs for The Labyrinth are some of my favourites, actually. I love Underground, and I love uh, Dance, Magic, Dance, and I love um, uh, When the World Falls Down, even. I, don't, I yeah. mean, I find that section of the movie a bit boring, but I do like the song. Kind of weird as well, really, wasn't it? 
Yeah, when they're all dancing in the mask with the... No, no, I was thinking more the fact that he's like a middle-aged man and she's 16. I, I quite like that. Yeah. It gives us all hope if you're a Goblin King. It does, if you like Goblin. Yeah, come and gobble my cups. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Sarah, I like Goblin like the rest of them. Um, so, yeah, uh, as uh, my month in action... Uh, I've seen what I've done. I rewatched talking about Satan. Uh, I rewatched Wild Card. Um, I rewatched Kung Fury with um, uh, with Kim. Uh, I watched Turbo Kid for the first time. That's oh, a lot what of did fun. You think? We're talking about like early Peter Jackson. It's got like that kind of vibe to it. Lots of bloodletting. It's kind of weird. It's not and... bad, is it? It's quite good. I watched that. I on enjoyed mine. it. She enjoyed it. I gave it three and a half stars out of five. On the box. <laughs> That's good, because if you'd gone, oh, it's not bad, I'd give it three and a half stars out of ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I thought Turbo Kid, I thought it was very charming. Uh, I liked all the excessive gore. I liked him feeding the innards into that machine. I thought that was good. Yes, uh, that was good. It's like a bike, isn't it? Can't go wrong with Ironside. Uh, he's always a bit good. I liked his robot girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked all of it, really. It was all good fun. Good fun, I thought. Uh, I don't know why people condemned it, because I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, I, lots, yeah, lots, I lots, thought most people loved it. Lots I enjoyed cool, it. Lots of good action. Plenty of explosions in the end, uh, which yes. I liked a lot. Uh, then I watched K911 and K9PI, because who doesn't love Belushi and a big dog? Um, <clears throat> uh, me and my lady do. We, we're big fans of Belushi and the dog. Uh, so you didn't we, watch the first one? We didn't, no, because we've both seen it a lot. We thought we'd watch the sequels, which I think are slightly underappreciated. I actually give K911 four out of five. Really? Yeah, I actually really like that one. K9PI, not so much, two and a half out of five. But K911, well worth watching, if you haven't seen it. I've seen it. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. They tie it into the first one. uh, And uh, there's a lot of, like, action in it. There's there's this whole thing where, like, uh, is uh, him and Jerry Lee, are they over the hill? So do they have to kind of, like, they start sort of old and out of shape and there's like a much fitter more violent machine gun carrying badass bad guy who's like trying to kill him and attack him and they have to like get back to their fighting weight and take him down it's good fun i enjoy it oh, i'll have to watch those then uh other action movies watched i watched runaway train uh with eric roberts and john voight not so much an action but more of a disaster movie with a kind of ambiguous uh, um uh, sort of thoughtful ending um but it's by the by the same guy who'd go on to do tango and cash uh it's by that director uh, and drew yeah Kowalowski, Mansky, 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 russian um yeah. and eric roberts and john voight escape from prison get on a train and then the train uh loses its brakes and it's a runaway train and it's out of the frying pan into the out of the frying pan sorry into the fire only the fire is full of shitty fire uh, so that's kind of what it's like. It's good fun. Then I watched Fast Getaway and Fast Getaway 2, which is Corey Haim and Cynthia Rothrock. Um, Runaway Train is okay because it's directed by Spiro Rosatos, who was a, uh, and still is, a huge stuntman, uh, stunt coordinator guy, uh, cut his teeth on movies like Maniac Cop 2, uh, where they pushed the envelope and had, like, falls while they're on fire and stuff like that, which hadn't really been done much before. Lots of car explosions and stuff. So Fast Getaway, the first one, 
he kind of uses it as a stunt showcase, and it doesn't really matter that it has Corey Haim and Cynthia Rothrock in it. It's just like all the stunts and car explosions and fights and stuff like that. It's good fun. So it's kind of a three out of five, bit of fun. It's a bit of all right. It's, you know, worth tracking down if it happens to be on TV or Netflix or YouTube or something. Fast Getaway 2 is a big pile of shit. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't watch Fast Getaway 2 at all. It's not more of the same. It's fucking awful. Um, uh, I watched The Hidden, uh, which is a great uh, sci-fi buddy cop movie. Oh, it is. It's is fucking great, that film. Yeah. Good fun uh, with Karma Clockland and that dude at a flash dance trying to hunt down an alien in L.A. Who's oh, taken what's over. Name? Don't know. Uh, I could look it up, but... Uh, I'm looking it up now. I'm looking it up now. Um, Michael Nori. Michael Nori. Claudia Christensen in that. Oh. Um... Never Too Young to Die, I rewatched, uh, which is a lot of fun. Stamos, Vanity, of course, died. Vanity yeah, was on she our did, yeah. um, top 20 B movie uh, action stars you might not know of list, which you can find over at doctoractionkickass.blogspot.com. Uh, she was on that list uh, very because she's an action Jackson, she's in The Last Dragon, she's in Never Too Young to Die. I think she earned her place on that list by being a damn fine female foil in. Uh, three, I think, kind of uh, fun and influential action movies. Very sad. She's also yeah. in 52 Pickup with Roy Scheider. Yeah, she is. Made by Cannon. Yeah, she She's is. So uh, sad it's to see Vanity go. Really sad to see Vanity go. Uh, then I saw Vice Squad with Wings Hauser. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of a bit of a grubby movie. Um, it's it's weird because it's a it's a cop movie, but you see it. From and it's a chase movie, but you see it from the side of the uh, like serial killer rapist, so you never kind of get to know the cops, and therefore yeah. it, it it just feels a little odd the way it's set up. It's not your usual setup. Like if it was Riggs and Murtar versus Wingshauser as a serial killer, you'd be like, oh, okay, fine. You would take the violence and the grime and the grit and the because there would be that comic relief of, like, the buddy cops cracking wise and hunting him down and beating the shit out of him, whatever. And you still have the cops hunting him down and catching him and whatever. You have the same kind of setup. But because you're seeing it always from his side and or from the victim's side, because there's this woman who's been harassed by him who's a prostitute, it, it's kind of... It's all a bit grimy and a bit... bit bleh. You know, like, it's all... It's fine, like... But it's also a bit... Um, just grubby and and a bit depressing you know what i mean because it doesn't yeah. have like the the upbeat cop stuff which normally saves those movies yeah and that's directed by christopher nolan isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have been it might as well have been uh, directed by hipster scarf wearing twat face nolan it might as well have been yeah um then i thought i'd rewatch death proof that was a mistake because it's still a piece of shit um <laughs> then i <laughs> it really is it really is a big piece of shit uh, then I watched Sworn to Justice and Cleopatra Wong, some female-centric action movies, rewatches for me. Sworn to Justice, not as good as I remembered. No? I actually remembered it as being much better. When I went through my Rothrock phase back before we interviewed her the first time, and I, I like, downloaded and or bought and or watched all her movies, I remember quite liking Sworn to Justice. This time round, it's okay. Three out of five, max. Probably more like a 2.5. Fights are good, but the whole plot and yeah, bit weird. 
wasn't a fan of it as much as I was the first time round. Uh, Cleopatra sure Wong. Yeah. Cleopatra Wong remains one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, five out of five. People haven't seen that. Check it out. Um, Say Anything, which isn't really an action movie, but Don the Dragon Wilson is in it. That's a good film. And uh, John Cusack does talk about kickboxing a lot. He's a good kickboxer as well. Although he never uses it. At the end of the movie, when John Mahoney is, is like, fucked over Ioni Sky, really, Cusack should track him down to a warehouse and and <laughs> kickboxes, you know, his body into the future. Like, kill him. You know what I mean? Kickboxes eyes through the back of his head. That's really what he should do. That's how the movie should end. Not just him being in prison, hugging his daughter and getting a little love note and then flying off to England and uh, nobody cares. If you're going to set him up as a kickboxer assassin which I presume is what he's meant to be in the movie, then have him have him kill someone with his boxing feet. Yeah, I always like to think that the next step is that's like a prequel to Gross Point Blank. Yeah, except he goes to England. So it there really should he? be... There should be... Albert does it. There should be a movie in between this one and Gross Point Blank where he, like, takes out some people trying to assassinate the Queen by shoving uh, dynamite up her ass. That's, that should be the middle movie. They're trying to give her a, a bomb suppository, and he takes them out. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Young Cusack kickboxing his way through London, trying to save the Queen. Fuck, sign me up. Yeah, old London is falling out this week. Oh, yeah, that's coming out. I can't wait to watch that and masturbate vigorously in the third row. Um, Last Stand, rewatch, still one of Arnie's great comeback movies. Love that movie, can't go wrong. And then I think the movie that everyone's expecting us to talk about, so let's devote some of the show to it, Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, we've had some questions about it. Um, uh, let's have a look. Uh, Jason Ritter asked, what are your thoughts on Deadpool and do you think Ron Perlman should play Cable in the sequel? Um... What are the other Deadpool questions we've had? We've had some other Deadpool questions. Um, just looking I now. I didn't see those questions. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Um, Let's have a look. All right, okay. Oh, uh, Grant Knox said, now that the R-rated Deadpool has been a financial success, do you think other action movies, and not just comic book movies, will follow suit, and do you think they should? Um, so I think that's our two Deadpool questions. I don't know that we got any more, and if we did, I apologise. Um, but what, what, well, let's start with Jason Ritter's question then. Uh, Ron Perlman to play Cable. What do you think? No. 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 He's, just, he's Hellboy. He's Hellboy, and he should remain Hellboy. Should should Hellboy crop up in a Deadpool movie? No, because it's not a Marvel comic. <laughs> it doesn't so it won't happen. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're both independent, aren't they? Uh, no, uh, he should definitely <laughs> do. An, he should definitely do another Hellboy film. Hellboy three. All right. Hellboy three. Uh, who, who would I like to play Cable? I'm either gonna go for well, me obviously. You, you or Liam Neeson. What about me uh, and my beard? Or just you... my beard? Yeah. Yeah. If they approve it, I'll go for it. I'll go for it. Yeah, that'd be good. I, have, I don't know the first fucking thing about Cable, so I don't know. Cable is Scott Summers and somebody else's Didn't he, didn't he direct uh, The Mummy? Who's Stephen Knighton? No. Scott Summers. Never mind, don't worry about it. It was a stupid joke. Oh, no, who the fuck... 
What was his name? Stephen Summers. Wasn't Stephen Summers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Stephen yeah, Summers. Yeah, if he wanted to be Cable. <laughs> I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd cast him. Don't know if you'd go with that, but you know, you never know. Stephen Summers, yeah. Fucking hell, that's a name I've not heard since in a while. Well, because he makes shit movies. He does. I did like the mummy though. Yeah, it was alright. Not bad film. Not bad film. Not bad. It's alright. It's alright. Right. Not bad. Not bad. It's alright. But yeah, uh, Liam Neeson for my pick. Really? So he's yeah. that kind of character, is he? He's like an older guy, tall and, and that kind of character. Yes. Okay, well then Liam Neeson sounds like a good good thing to me. Could Statham play him? Or is that just a redundant question because Statham could play anybody? Statham could play him, but I don't think he wants to do comic book movies, does he? No. Although um, the although success of uh, Deadpool might lair him there. Also, it's a hard R-rated action movie, so you might like that more. Yeah. Maybe. Dunno, dunno. It kind uh, of leads into Grant's question about the hard R-rated. Do you it, think studios will do it more? I think Statham will be like, I'll only be in a comic book movie if I can bite some fuckers' legs off. Yeah, if I could say cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think hard R action movies are already out and about, aren't they? I mean, I don't think Deadpool was I, the I first think they're one. out, but I think they're sort of... What they'll do is they'll put that... PG-13 cut in cinemas and then release the unrated one on Blu-ray. I or... fucking hate that. Yeah, I do. I, I, do, I, I like going it... into cinemas and, and seeing guts and legs and stuff flying across the screen. I just like seeing big screen gore. I don't think it's, I don't think it's so much... Because I don't mind seeing PG-13 films. If it works, it works. What it's good is that they've not had to compromise on anything. Yeah, I think I think um, my feeling towards the rating is is make the movie you want to make mm. and don't be scared of the rating. Like the thing that pisses me off about it is that they go, "Well, we won't screen NC-17s in our movie theaters." Well, that's that shouldn't be allowed. You should have to screen a movie if it's released and distributed and they've paid their money. You should have to release that movie. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you shouldn't be able to go, "Well, we're not having it in our cinemas." Tough titty. If that's the movie they made and it's got like full blown tits in it, spewing blood and removing a guy's spinal column through his asshole, it should be in that you should be allowed to screen that, right? I don't understand how they can go. Well, if it's an NC seventeen, we won't put it in the cinemas and we won't allow to run ads on TV for it. Fuck that. Um, it's just a fucking movie for fuck's sake. Exactly. So, like, my problem with the rating is the system, not the movies. So I think if you want to make a movie and it happens to have bad language in it, gore and tits, and they happen to rate it either a hard R or an NC-17, no one should be afraid of that, is what I'm saying. But if your movie is um, an action movie, uh, but there isn't a lot of gore or swearing or tits in it or whatever, and... People think it's better for everybody to go see it. Make it a PG-13. Like, that's fine. I've got no problem with that. Or 12 or whatever. Like, you've got to... I don't care what the the movie is as long as the movie is what the makers wanted it to be. Does that make any sense? Yes, that's it. It, It's just... The the reason why it's good that it's made so money is, and the fact it's a comic book movie is, it shows that people will still go and see an R-rated film. Right. And it will make money still. So the studios will probably look at it and go, oh, maybe we should really release R-rated films. If a film doesn't need to be R-rated, then don't put extra swearing in it now just to get it R-rated. Yeah, that's what I fucking hate. 
I either hate those uh, comedy movies where they're like, oh, we're going to release the uncut version on Blu-ray just because someone says fuck balls halfway through it or something. Uh, or they have a gratuitous shot of someone's testicles because it's a Judd Apatow movie and he thinks that's funny. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I've no interest in that. And don't start, like, in this one, Spider-Man says cunt bucket. Like, no, let's like keep Spider-Man Spider-Man. No, you like, do, they, they don't need to add stuff to make it R-rated. No. You see, people are you know, getting a bit... I've seen some like posts that are a bit pissy saying... Oh, people forget that The Crow was R-rated or Blade was R-rated. That's not the point. Nobody's forgot they're R-rated. But at this moment in time, you've got all the Marvel stuff coming out that's PG-13 in America, 12 over here. Uh, Batman's 12A and PG-13. So comic book films are so huge at the minute. The fact that Deadpool's come out and is R-rated and has made a lot of money... That's why people are so enthralled with it. Not the fact that nobody's forgot about The Crow or Sin City. It's just they never did the the, the money business. that they no, never they never did the business. Did the business. Right, uh, and it's had good, it's fantastic I, I marketing. Just, I just yeah, I think the marketing was great. I just think that the trends like trends bother me. So this whole idea of like, well, now this has been successful. Hold on to your hats because here comes movies full of this, that, and everything else. Like I, th- I think like I think John the... Wick came out and was just John Wick. Like. It just came out, it was awesome, and, every, like, it became a sleeper hit. But after John Wick, they didn't go, oh, well, if that was successful, why didn't we do this, that, and everything else? It was just another in a long line of movies. Like, people talk about R-rated action movies, but we've had The Equalizer, we've had John Wick, we've had a bunch of movies that We've, have we've had some hits. We've also had the other opposite, where The Expendables 3 was R-rated, and it went to the PG-13 and fucking failed. Right. And we've had we've had movies like the Taken movies that have got less and less violent and less and less gratuitous and have been less and less successful. Yeah, they've um, lost something. They've lost the, they've lost the uh, true grit. Right. And, and, you know, while The Expendables 1 is still a big, funny comic book movie, it maintained its 80s and 90s action roots by having the violence and having the gore and having the the good stuff, the stuff that we as action fans want to see, you know what I mean? And, um, and yeah, so, and it was very interesting, actually, because I was watching Pray for Death today, and uh, it's the Arrow um, uncut Pray for Death, and I was actually really, 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 because you can tell uh, when it goes to cut footage because it's clearly from a work print or something because yeah. um, it goes a bit darker and a bit grainier. Like, it, there's nothing they can really do about it. It just does. And I was actually really surprised. Like, because Shokasugi movies, yeah, I mean, there's violence in it and stuff. He throws ninja stars into people's heads and things. But it's it, it's not really, um, it never gets, like, really fucking dark. You know what I mean? No, but, it's just big, big fun but there's Damn, a whole right. cut sequence in the Pray for Death uncut sequence where the bad guy, when he kills his wife in the hospital... You, have you seen it already, or am I spoiling No, no, I'll get it tomorrow. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to spoil shit then. Do you mind? <laughs> no, 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 Okay, he kills his wife in the hospital. But in the uncut one, and I don't know what's going to be left in your version because your version's different, but in the uncut one, he pulls her, her pyjama top wide open and puts her leg up on his shoulder... And and puts his hand down below the screen as if to insinuate he's about to rape her. And then there was like a whole sequence at the end where he he's stabbed show in the leg, and he keeps like grabbing the stick that's sticking out of his leg and like grinding it around and stuff. 
And like it was all this uncut stuff that they probably put in for the Asian market because obviously the Asian market in the 80s was big on gore and violence and all that stuff. Like they didn't really have the censorship we had over here. And, um, and it's like really properly fucking gory and brutal and hard and awesome. And, um, you know, and kind of, and a bit disgusting in play, like a bit, in, and I was kind of surprised because Shokasugi movies are normally like big comic book ninja movies, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. But I think that, you know, in a movie like that, that works. If you had the same kind of violence in Nine Deaths of a Ninja, which is a much more comic book, silly, cartoony movie, it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to kind of pick... Pick your movies. You know, Seagal was known at one time of doing all the arm breaks and everything. So you knew that when you were watching a Seagal movie, it was probably going to be a hard R, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be nice to get back to those sort of days. But like you say, not do it just for the... Gratuitously, no. Not just, not, not just do it for the R rating. And just the same as they shouldn't have to cut stuff to make it PG-13. And that's what's, what's good. I think they said that Wolverine 3 was going to be R-rated anyway. That was always the plan. But because Deadpool was done well, I think they sort of said, OK, well, we can do it now. But equally, I thought <clears> that they pulled off with the Wolverine. The I second thought that one. was pretty damn violent anyway. I thought they pulled off a really, what we'll call a hard PG-13, <laughs> which mm. isn't really a, a, a rating, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's almost that close. And I think they did it very well. And I thought what was good about The Wolverine is while it was a PG-13 and ultimately a comic book movie, um, it was a very adult movie. Yes, like it, it was. It, they didn't play it for the kids like some of the X-Men movies are or for the teens. They played it for the adults. Like, it was an adult story, adult characters, and he was facing, you know, real questions. And... To me, it's not so much the the rating or what you show me as as much as it is the tone and the take you have on it that that I'll get enthralled in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we could talk about that for a whole show, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. So, what was the question? Um, <laughs> do, we, do we think we'll get more R-rated films? Yeah, I think we will. Um, uh, and do we think they should follow suit? No, do what you want to do. Like, if, the funny thing about it is, is while I really enjoyed watching Deadpool in the theatre, the truth of the matter is, I think it leaned too much on its, oh, look, we're an R-rated uh, comic book movie, and not enough on telling the story properly. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be done next time. Personally. Uh, no, and I, I mean, there's not much storyline in it. No, that's fine. And they had to establish it the way they wanted to establish it. And I, I would never tear the movie down uh, too much. But my feeling was... Um, it, it was it was a bit like listening to one of our commentaries, right? Nobody comes into one of our commentaries A, expecting plot, or B, expecting drama, or C, expecting... Uh, to learn very much. No. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I felt like the movie was a bit like that. A lot of knob gags, a lot of violent gags, um, and uh, an introduction of the character. But I felt very, very, very shallow and empty. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and that's fine for one movie. I just couldn't take that time and time and time again. 
Like no, it, I think I think they'll they'll hype it up. I think they're just introducing it uh, for this one. But I don't think they're going to want to do a lot different. If I don't think they want to change it too much. But if they're if they're introducing cable into it, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, next um, one will be good. So let's race through some more of these questions then, because we're we're running long. Oh, do you want to do that, or do you want to do you want to answer a few of them during the movie? Yeah, let's do that then. Let's start the movie. And then uh, we'll answer some more questions during the movie because the movie does get a bit repetitive at a point. So uh, we'll, yes. prob- we'll probably run out of things to say halfway through and then we'll answer your questions. So keep listening and we'll answer your questions. But the movie this week is uh, what, Doc? What are we doing this week? It's A-N-2, American Ninja Part 2, with Michael Dudikoff and Stephen James. Yeah, and Steve James in this movie... He is off the chain, motherfucker. That's what that's what he is in this movie. He is off the chain, motherfucker, and um, he can get his shirt off. I think quicker than any other actor in Hollywood. It's true. Uh, he can strip down to just his pants uh, very, very quickly and okay. fight some motherfuckers. Excellent. So I will press play when you say so, sir. Right. Three, two, one, go. All right, and the lion roars, and we are ready to kick some ninja butt in South Africa, I believe, right? Oh, yeah. Filmed on location. Filmed on location. This is a canon movie, uh, and filmed uh, directly after by the same team as the movie we did last time. Avenging Force. Uh, yes, indeed. In fact, beautiful view. Beautiful view. It's beautiful. Um, it's all the money is on the screen in this movie. I can tell you that much. Yeah, because um, the budget went on that bike. Yeah, and you can tell it was a low budget because all the money's <laughs> on the screen. Um, these are the. Uh, uh, they're like an '80s version of Dude Bros, really, aren't they? They're kind yeah. of like. Yeah, we're Marines, man. We're gonna go down to the local bar and get drinks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we have six Chinese women who uh, are actually dudes. Larry Poindexter. Uh, you got to love anyone called Poindexter, really. But uh, Sam Furstenberg is the director, of course. He uh, won an Oscar in 1955 for a movie starring Ronald Reagan and uh, Grace Kelly. Who did? Sam Furstenberg. Are you serious? No. <laughs> That's it. Make me look like a dick on the commentary. <laughs> I was like, that can't be possible unless he was like 70 when he made these movies. Awesome if it were true, though. It would be awesome if it was true. I don't know. Abby Lerner, of course, who would go on to be a big action producer. Oh, yes. His name shows up on a lot of things. Gary this, Conway. This makes... You, oh, yeah, wrote it as well. He's in it as well. Yeah, he is. Um, Is there no makes, end to that man's talents? This makes South Africa look kind of pleasant, kind of like Miami. Miami. Um, yeah, but it's good. it's a good it's a good movie. Um, the, we're meant to believe that these guys are Marines, which is hilarious. Come on, guys! I tell you what, the new Jackson in the white shirt looks shit, doesn't it? And that new Dudikoff in the white shirt also. He doesn't look very good either, does he? No. Is that oh, is that what it's meant to be? I hope not. Uh, yeah, if I it is, not. they failed. They failed. No, because Dudikoff is in one, two, and four. He's not in three. 
No, he's not. David Bradley's in that. And he's not in five, either. No. no. That's not technically a sequel, though. No. But there are five. There are five, and that's got Mr. Miyagi in it as well. I like her in the red bra there, look. Oh, I've had her. Look at that. I right. built a time machine specifically to go back and gobble. A gobble. <laughs> gobble her boobies. It's not cheating if you go back in time. That's true. Fact to all those That's adulterers true. out there. Um, I want this guy's cut-off jean jacket. Look at that skull horned thing that he has on the back of it. Mm. And look, he's able, wouldn't you know it, to shove around someone who's literally two-thirds smaller than him. <laughs> Who would have thought that he'd be able to take this guy out? I think I could probably take this guy out in the blue shorts. Look at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's never seen combat. Probably yeah, he's now a Marine. Which... He just works at the local Marine. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. He's, no, he's married to a woman called Marie, which <laughs> sounds a bit like Marine. It's not really a fair fight, is it? These guys really. are huge. But I'm interestingly enough, for white South Africans, not racist. No. Equal opportunity uh, people. And here are our first look at the ninjas yeah. in mm -hmm. this movie. And uh, hello, Ninja Cleanup Service, coming in <laughs> to clean, in, clean Gary up. Gary and Jeff. Yeah, don't worry, we'll leave your house spotless, and you won't even see us while we're doing it. We're ninjas. <laughs> uh, we also do body removal, and uh, if you want it up the arse, we'll do that too. Yeah. Ninja cleaning, arse bandit. <laughs> That's our little song that we sing. <laughs> He was buying there having a wank. Nobody noticed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I used to do when I was a kid. Far out, man. Dad used to take me to a little pub. Had a pinball machine. I masturbated behind it. Yeah. But you if you masturbate onto the buttons, people lose the grip and they lose. So yeah. you always get your high score. Yeah, it's good. You always get to keep your high score. I like this plane, Angel Baby. Yeah. I only fly in a plane uh, with Angel Baby written on the side. I so do, and if it's not got it, I, I stencil it on. Yeah, I put it on with felt tip. I like his shorts. I like this music. This is where the budget went, isn't it? On this music. Mm. Yeah. This was done uh, by George Clinton and the Funkadelics. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I like these guys' pith helmets. Yeah. Oh, look, Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> Michael Dudikoff's really got the bearing of a, of a military man. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't at all hang around like a surfer dude from California. Steve James is off the fucking chain in this movie. I suppose he didn't get off the plane not wearing a top. <laughs> it, it probably takes him... I don't know. Let's, let's see. I, I imagine that in the next ten minutes he'll be shirtless. I'm just betting. I'm betting it's less, because then the next thing they go to a beach. Probably. And not only that, where he's wearing a vest on the boat, he even works out a way to get rid of the vest within the oh, first yeah. 30 seconds. Uh, by all the Americans listening, we mean an undershirt and not a... Stanley cameo, that was. Yeah. He does a cameo in all movies. <laughs> People only started to notice during the Marvel ones, but he's actually in every movie. That's Steve James's son in the background not wearing a shirt. You can always <laughs> tell a Steve James family member because he doesn't wear a shirt. They've got exactly the same medals. 
I guess because they're always together. They're always they, they get they get all the same accommodations. Commendations, whatever the word is, you know what I mean. They probably get the same accommodation as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Like we like to sleep in a bed together. It's not gay. <laughs> we're it's army. Not gay if you're we're, an American ninja. <laughs> we're army rangers and ninjas. We're army ringers, rim jobbers. What? No, no, never. Well, there was a one time in Bangkok. <laughs> we were both. We both needed the money. So you just paid each other. Shit. Tulikov <laughs> was dressed as a woman. They got great names though, haven't they? Mm. Joe Armstrong. And what's his name again? Jackson. Yeah, no, nothing else. His name is just Jackson. Look at those shades. Awesome. He's like, I don't think I'll like it here. Then he sees a woman. I think I'll like it here. Ooh, nipples. <laughs> he, now, I don't remember, but he's not so horny in the first movie, is he? He doesn't wander around the jungles of uh, uh, Thailand or the Philippines or wherever <laughs> they filmed the first one. Go looking for pussy. But in this one, he's a he's a pussy hound. Yeah. He's all he's about the ladies. Well, in the first one, the only woman in it is the girlfriend of uh, Joe Armstrong. Yeah, indeed. Um, who's also in one of the Friday the 13th movies, if you want to see her bush and boobs. See, I wouldn't want to be that Feel close. It, Joe. I, would... it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that close to Steve James when he was erect. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that would be a scary... Because Steve James is an enormous man. So one can only imagine that the, the penis is probably quite prominent. I would, I, I would think he doesn't wear short shorts. Right. In case it sticks out the end of it. Like that. But he is just... He's like, I'm tingling now! It's like... <laughs> Could I? Could you wait till you get out of the car? Because I don't want to be this close to you while you're tingling. Too late. Yeah, I, I, that's probably why he, he jumped over the car. He didn't want to open the door because right. the cock could probably hang out the bottom of it <laughs> and trap it. I like the whole anti-army um, ranger pro. Uh, marine thing that goes on in this movie as well. It's hilarious. Also, this guy who ends up being their friend with the black hair, he looks like the guy they were beating up in the bar earlier. I got really confused watching this. Oh, him? Him, yeah. He looks exactly the same as the guy I said I could be at. This kid just hangs around the army base. Yeah, it's a bit creepy, isn't it? What you don't know is I've masturbated in all the plant pots <laughs> and both your beds. <laughs> I can clean you your sheets. You can take me up the ass as well. I can clean your sheets, but it'll cost you five dollars. Look at this guy. Steve James has taken no shit from this big nostril motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, I will fucking break that beer over your head. Oh, what a lovely... Look, they've got lovely pictures of windsurfing on his wall. Yeah. Ah, it's good that they've got Richard Dreyfus in there. <laughs> I thought he was a bit Ernest Borgnine-y. Yeah, no, yeah he is a bit, actually, yeah. I was in Air Wolf. I was in Mikhail's Navy. Fuck you! <laughs> Off he goes. This guy should have got his own spin-off. I quite, yeah, well, yeah, he should have spinned off something. Um, but I would... <laughs> I quite liked him. 
because he was the guy you thought was going to be giving them shit the whole time, but really he was on their side. Yeah. And he's also a lifeguard. And he's called Wild Bill and dresses a bit like a gay porn star. Yeah, he does. Recently, four of my men have gone missing. But can I come round and fix your washing machine, if you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be a pizza delivery boy. And, uh, bow, you can't pay bow, me. Bow. So the only way you can actually pay me is in blowjobs and anal. You see this big orange thing that I'm carrying? You may think it's an American football, but actually I just had this removed from my ass. <laughs> Look at the mustache on this fellow. It's uh, Steve James is like, you're not fooling anyone with that mustache. I've got a mustache. What you yeah. have is some dirty, dirty stench on your upper lip. <laughs> it literally looks like you've been French kissing a weasel's arsehole. <laughs> What I like to think of is that all the pictures on the back wall are really representative of uh, Michael Dudikoff's actual thoughts. His <laughs> trailer. <laughs> no, I just think that that's that, like if you could see inside his brain, he's not listening. Oh, look, Dudikoff's stunt double walks out. It's not Dudikoff. Look at that. It wasn't Dudikoff. Now it's Dudikoff, but it wasn't Dudikoff walking out of the room. That is terrible. Isn't that the weirdest fucking thing? That wasn't Dudikoff. Um, I think because Dudikoff was too busy off surfing somewhere. <laughs> uh, and they were like, just just to have any old white guy in it. No one's really watching it for him. We're watching it for Steve James. Yeah, they're not watching it for the American Ninja. Well, Steve James busts some ninja moves in this as well. He does, he does. He's, he's American Ninja by association. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's become a ninja. He's done no ninja training. He wasn't raised by an old dude who was like, I'm not going to teach you anything about history or life. I'm just going to teach you ninja shit. That'll get you through life. Don't worry about it. Ninja shit, that's what you need. He wasn't raised by old ninja guy. He was just had a normal family, wherever mm. he's from. And then he joins the army and becomes a ninja by association with Joe Armstrong. That's what I like about it. It's kind of like, if I say it, if I say it enough, people will think it. Yeah. So if go, I... are you, are you, are you a ninja then? Yep, yeah, I'm yeah. a ninja. <laughs> If I hang out with Dudikoff enough and beat up enough people in their pyjamas, I'm a ninja. It's fine. It's like if I bought a Stetson and people went, well, yeah, I'm a cowboy. Cowboy. <laughs> but you are English and you do live in Leicester. Still yeah. a cowboy, though. You can't deny it. If I keep saying it and I keep wearing this hat defiantly, there's nothing you can do about it, really. If I put some if I put some glass in my shoes as well, I might walk like John Wayne. <laughs> if, I put, if I put a butt plug in, <laughs> I won't be able to sit on my horse. Oh, uh, right, what's the time? Because he's not got a top on. 13 minutes it's taken for Steve James to not have a top on. Is it? Thir yeah, 13 minutes and 40 seconds into the movie and Steve James is already shirtless. And will remain so for pretty much the rest of the movie. Even when they dress up as Royal Marines later... Oh, not Royal Marines, sorry. Even when they dress up as just Marines later on, um, he figures out a way to tear the uniform open. The uniform which somehow fits him, even though he's like the biggest fucking dude on the island. Doesn't that guy with the dark hair go, don't ruin the uniform? And it's like, yeah, like yours would fit him, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
One of James's arms is about the width of that white guy. <laughs> James wearing particularly like look at those shorts. You can almost yeah, that's not yeah. good. Not a good angle. You can definitely tell what religion he is. Yeah. He's the Steve James religion. Ninja yeah. religion. Ninja religion is what he is. Yeah. Because we heard that about Avenging Force, didn't we? That he wanted to have the shirtless scenes because he wanted to show off all the working out he'd been doing. Yeah, I mean, if I had a, a belt like Steve James, I'd probably just walk around I, with what, no top on. The thing that came out of watching this movie for me earlier, and the only reason why I'm like keep making Steve James comments, is like I think that's a big, big. It's a big, big shame that he's gone, and I think a real loss to action movies because he should have had more of his own action movies like there should have been a series of steve james movies you know what i mean oh they definitely should it'd, it'd definitely be one of those that you know in the the expendables tour who's gonna be in the next one he would have been in one by now yeah i i think he's he's got the stuff terrible wouldn't it, if he took off his shorts as well and went we all go skinny didn't <laughs> we? <laughs> we all go behind this rock and we touch each other's peepees it's not gay if you're in south africa and your wife can't see you I also like the fact that Dudikoff, instead of when they're all in the boat, goes, um, have you checked the lead under the steering wheel? It's probably that. <laughs> he disconnected it. He just, he just puts it back together. Oh, look, that's nice and easy. That seems like a bit of a dangerous design to have that hanging down there if it, if it turns the engine off. Like, I think you should probably put that somewhere inside the casing. Yeah. So you can't get at it. Otherwise, it seems like a bit of a shitty speedboat to me. Yeah, I mean, for what he did, he may as well just switch the engine off. Yeah, yeah. It's a pointless. Also, how did he expect to get back from the island? Was he just going to keep faking that the boat wasn't working? Oh, look out, ninjas! <laughs> <laughs> they are stealth, aren't they? Wearing all black on a beach. <laughs> Can't fucking spot them coming then, can you? Oh, they're okay. dying almost invisible against those beige rocks wearing all black. I thought they should have been in beige suits. We established in the first one that ninjas can be multicolored because he had yeah. a whole fucking army base full of multicolored yeah. ninjas. You see, the, the guy from the first one would have sent out the rock colored ones, wouldn't he? Yeah, the beige ninjas. In fact, beige ninja should be a movie. <laughs> beige ninjas. Beige ninja or binger for short. Oh, he's a bit of a binger. Do you mean a Netflix binger? No, I mean a beige ninja. Oh, one of those beige ninjas. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what you'll notice between this and the first one, action has been increased, plot hasn't. No, no. Uh, so not really any plot, and nothing makes any fucking sense at all. And in fact, they just introduced super ninjas at the end just to really fuck with you, because you're like, what? Yeah, and even in the first one, the plot weren't that huge. No, uh, but in this one, oh, they make ladder, ninja ladder. <laughs> I love that. Or uh, ninja? Would it be ninja or would it be nada? I don't know. Anyway, it's a ninja ladder. It's exciting to watch them get out the rock that quickly. Um, oh, I we'll help you up. <laughs> I'm always at the back. I hate it. Jeff Ninja always at the back. Hurts my arm when you yank it like that. He's, he's angry, Ninja. Yeah. Oh, he's... Spears. <laughs> do ninjas... Where do ninjas hide spears? Like, where do they hide them? Like, I thought they had ninja stars because they could be hidden about their person. Yeah, they're usually in the boots, isn't they? Yeah, right. Where, where would you hide a massive spear? 
Steve James could in his shorts, of course. Yeah, he's got a massive spear. I do like that move. That's it. You think? Oh, nin- I got me a bloke. You think ninjas would know better not to kill themselves? <laughs> <laughs> this is some good weapon work from Dudikoff. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, isn't he? That's his he is, uh, martial yeah. arts. Oh, and drumsticks. And drumsticks. <laughs> yeah. Also studied under Keith Moon. <laughs> Didn't learn very much. Was always fucking blitzed on cocaine. He's a probably fighting ninjas. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> probably some of those beach ninjas. They show up all the time. Fucking beaches. Yeah, beach ninjas. That's what you got to watch out for. Steve James with his big stick. He's just going to... Look at that. Oh, he's just... Look at that move. Straight into it. He is, isn't he? He's straight into it. James is loving this. Steve James, always prepared for a ninja fight. Yeah, always. And he takes him out easy. Look at that with a hook move and then... Don't bother to pick up the sword. Fuck it. If the pole's working, (laughs) go with the pole, love. Don't worry about it. Look, the guy's running away with a sword. Why wouldn't you attack him? He goes around the back of him, does a little roll, then... Ah, it's completely weird. I would have just run at him with the sword. Steve James, his skin would probably deflect the sword anyway. I would think so, yeah. He's probably made of of metal and leather, and he just leaves the sword on the floor. I'd be picking up weapons left, right and centre and stabbing people. Not James, he's taking them out with his sweatbands and his tiny red shorts. Oh, they've got the face rippers. I love those, the little hand attachment. He uses that later on in the movie, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Rips a man's face. I like the good... Look at that! Love the little fingers! Come at me! He says, come at me! I love that. I would have loved it. Like, can you imagine, like, a movie in which Fred Williamson and Steve James play father and son ass-kickers? Can you imagine that? Don't. That should have been a movie. That should have been a movie. And Wesley Snipes, in the sequel, plays their, like, crazy cousin. Yeah, he's also like a meth meth maker. <laughs> he's a tax evader. Mm. <laughs> meth maker, tax evader. I Shit. see. I see your shitty net. <laughs> Look at this. He's got network going on. Who knew Dudikoff <laughs> knew network? That's good. <laughs> he's got. You got a sword, mate. You could easily get rid of that net. Yeah. No. Just stand there. Let him slice you in two. That's good. He's still struggling with the net. It's because he's got all that black shit on. Take it off, mate. You're on the beach. Never once do they unmask any of them either. Like, that would have solved him all the detective work. Could have just unmasked him and gone, oh, it's that guy. I'll see him down the down the off-license. Kill him there. No. I like the fact that he came all the way to South Africa and bothered to pack his wetsuit. That's forward thinking, yeah. really. Well, a surfer never leaves him without his wetsuit. Even more ninjas, look. Where did they all come from? What were they doing while he was taking two on at a time? Why didn't they, they pounce out? They were probably and... being camouflaged by the rocks. <laughs> well, because they... This is Blend one in. as well. Look at this leap. Because you can do this right into a moving speedboat. Boom. Text- <laughs> textbook. Textbook. Perfect. Oh shit. <laughs> you got your boat working again then. That was fortuitous. <laughs> Did 
They never pick the most attractive blokes. So, you know, well, they're never Japanese. No. <laughs> Which are ninja. Like, ninjas should be Japanese. They're all stood there and they're like, ninjas. Ninjas, the stupid fucking thing I've ever heard. This sounds like we're in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they say it with a straight face as well. I like ninjas. Why don't we invite them around for dinner? I'm Ernest Borgnine stunt double. I'll just shoot him anyway. Yeah. James still hasn't put a shirt on. Why would you? No, well, exactly. He's been working out with his wanking hand, look. <laughs> He's got his little hand, hand uh, strengthener, whatever that thing's called. I think really, it's called an arm strength, and let's call it that. Don't really do anything, does it? They're squeezing a little thing. Nah. I do that every time I go to the bathroom, squeeze a little thing. <laughs> Guy behind the desk with the tiny moustache has got the smallest Adam's apple I've ever seen. He's got this big, <laughs> wide neck and a tiny little bobbin. Look at that. <laughs> Funny the things you notice when you watch a movie twice. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to notice any more plot. No. What I like about it is the, the the reviews would say, you know what, you notice something different every time you watch it. It's that kind of movie. Yeah. What, did, what did you notice the second time? Is Adam's apple? Yeah. What else did you notice? That you could clearly see that Michael Dudikoff's stunt double was in one of the shots. <laughs> uh, look at that. Not a, not a single... All the hair on Steve James's body has crawled up his face to form that mustache. They're cipher clerks. They joined us today. You never see his wife, do you? He claims that they take his wife. They conveniently forget all about her. Yeah, because he's married. Yeah, nobody fuck him. What's his wife's name? Derek. <laughs> that's why he has to. That's why he's always on the phone. They're all like, "Oh, he's always on the phone." What phone sex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. South Africa is known for its phone sex trade. Dudikoff always sleeps with one eye open. Yeah. And his hand out just in case Steve James wants to come in and pop his tadger into it. <laughs> That way he doesn't have to wake up. Joe, lie there with your hand out like that, and I'll come in. <laughs> I'll wank myself off using your hand. You don't even have to wake up. I'm thinking of you, Joe. <laughs> I'll do anything for my friends. Thanks, Joe. Well, that's good. Now bend over. If I was doing you it, couldn't... I'd be like, waking me up in the middle of the night, I'd karate chop him in the face. Yeah, that shit don't fly with a ninja. No, not with a Joe Armstrong ninja. What, they're carrying a TV across the road? What the fuck's that all about? Where do you get that bike from? Look at her. Rocking the denim. Everyone's just dressed like they're straight out of a 1980s music video. Uh Uh-huh. Now, she is a good-looking prostitute. I mean, that, many is, like that. that is high class, that is right there. He's got the popped collar, he's rocking the boots. Look at that right there. Canadian tuxedo. And the shades. Oh, yeah. Someone's seen Top Gun. 
He had the look, though, didn't he, dudes? He did. Dude of coffee had the look. Look at this alleyway of ne'er-do-wells and that woman wearing a... Uh, what are they called, those um, snuggies? These are sick. Sn- <laughs> no, there was a woman wearing a big... Where's he strolling from? <laughs> I'm a little sailor. I'm off to get the blowjob. Um, these guys are great, aren't they? They, they are proper rent-a-goon hoods. They just went to South Africa. They went, who's, who's your most rent guy? Oh, you'll, you'll be wanting Jeff rent Now, I swear in this bit, he breaks about three people's arms, yet they show up late like that. He does an arm break there. That guy yeah. shows up later. Benny Hill. Yeah. Breaks his arm. He shows up later as well. Like, what, they all just <laughs> recover from the arm breaks really quickly? Maybe it films set over six months. <laughs> or oh, it's just South African healthcare is the best in and look, the world. Look, at it. there's Shirley, Shirley Valentine <laughs> waiting for a date. Yeah. George Romero there. That's, that's an in joke. Nobody knows what the fuck Shirley Valentine. Is. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Look at her boob tube. Look at those earrings. Yeah. What can't peop- accuse her of being square. She's quite <laughs> clearly a triangle. What, what, what you don't know is she's actually a percussion player in a band. They've all got them. She's got circles on her ears. And she just, like, she plays the triangle in a band. <laughs> They've been up to some of the devil's business, as yeah, have but, they. <laughs> There's Popeye again. <laughs> Popeye and olive oil. Only, <laughs> only it looks like she's been drinking olive oil because she's put on some weight. Glad you met me here, Joe. It's, it's less gay. less olive oil and more canola oil. <laughs> Popeye and canola oil. Only Jackson. You know about me, don't you? You know about what I like to do with my hands at night. But I don't know why. Armstrong. You know about me and my wife in inverted commas. He's back. Oh, she is. Look, he's back. His arms fixed and everything. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if that was me, I'd be like, I'm going down the hospital, which really hurts. He's like, you know this guy who took us out in the alleyway? Let's fight him one by one. <laughs> That'll work out for us, won't it? He's already got his hand bandaged up. Look, that guy. I've already hurt my wrist. Fuck it. Go after him. We Maybe could, he dislocated it. We can attack him all at once, <laughs> but no, let's not bother. Let's do it one at a time. They were probably bringing the TV to this room because it doesn't seem to have one. No. Not much of a hotel, is it? I great do kick. like that move. That's a great kick. That's one way. He's like, what, what are you doing, Joe? Well, we're thinking of knocking this wall out, so making it a whole, like, open plan thing. So I'm just going to kick him through the wall. I love this. He picks him up, drags him all... He could just throw him against that pillar again, but no. He picks That's him up, drags him all the way up. Oh, there we go. Another pillar. Conveniently placed. The man who owns Blackbeard Island. Blackbeard. Island. Blackbeard Island is owned by Lion. He goes, who's Lion? I'm not Lion. I'm telling you the <laughs> truth. No, no, no. Who's Lion? I told you. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> talking about the guy called Lion. There's a guy called Lion? Yes. Is he lying? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing. Why is his name not Ralph or something normal? He's good friends with 
is good friends with Mr. Kitten. There's you kidding? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Oh, spade. Killed him with a broom handle. That's a ninja move right there to hide to the side of the window and look through the curtain. That's yeah. what, first. That's almost like the first thing you're taught at Ninja Academy. Yeah, you get to... taught it off of by an old lady who's a bit of a nosy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to do curtain and curtain peeking. It's a very important part of Being ninja. A ninja. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see you've shown up today, Dudikoff, and not your stunt double. Thank you for being here in person. We don't know why your stand-in was here earlier, but uh, we're glad you showed up. It shows great respect that you've actually yeah, decided to... Yeah, he was a prick. He was. Steve James didn't want to be anywhere near him, but he's happy to be in a two-shot with you now. And he's wearing a top now, Steve James, but it's unbuttoned. It's unbuttoned. And I don't want to get involved. Yeah, he's hiding Kawatu in his stomach. That's why he's got a hat over it. Oh, I thought he was, he was fucking his helmet. <laughs> Gets up and it's still there. <laughs> I'm aroused by I'm aroused by your globe. It looks like a big boob, a big green boob. I like Star Trek. <laughs> what? You know, like the green ladies with the green boobs. Oh, I see. That's a great two shot. They're they're hoping that made the poster, aren't they? Yeah. That, that look. Steve James like I'm gonna stand here with my hand on your shoulder. It's gonna make the poster. I tell you. Did it make the poster? No, you didn't make the poster. Damn it! I didn't even think Steve James was on the poster. I know, that's what I'm saying. Why don't I have my own franchise? <laughs> Call it American... American James. Call it Mustache Ninja. Shirtless Ninja. <laughs> Shirtless Ninja. I'd watch that. I would, I'd watch Shirtless Ninja. They're serving Ferrero Rocher, if you're interested. <laughs> Why were this Ferrero Rocher, Governor, you are spoiling us? <laughs> Dudikoff always looks like he's being shown something confusing. He always looks like... <laughs> the fucking script. Yeah, he's like, can you run that by me again? Wait a minute, I'm who, Armstrong? I'm a ninja? That doesn't seem right. I guess two old women just there. I also like the way his face, Dudikoff's face, tapers off into a tiny point. <laughs> He's got a triangular face. Have you ever noticed? He has, yeah. Big like flat top and a little. Uh, yeah. This is a look at this big fucking pimp daddy car right here. That is huge, isn't it? It is. I wouldn't fancy driving that round my local car park. <laughs> Try, try fitting that in the disabled space. <laughs> Steve James doesn't like being in Marine uniforms. Although they have got more medal, medals as Marines, look. Yeah. But still exactly the same amount of medals. Steve James probably insisted that in his contract. I always what? have exactly the same amount of medals as Joe Armstrong. Yeah. He ain't a bit of soldier. How does he know he's come? Look at that. Yeah, Peter. I love the two old English guys. Hello, we own this place, don't you know? Yeah, yes. lovely. I'm going to go over here and take her roughly by the salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? 
You'd think it, you'd think it being South Africa and fucking hot, we wouldn't all be wearing three-piece suits, but uh, apparently we can put up with it. We're English, we can do it. Fuck you. Tudikoff's like, I like that guy. He's funny. <laughs> Steve James on the on the pussy hunt again. Yeah, straight over to her. He's like, I know you're like a man in uniform. Do you want to get into my uniform? It's itching me, and I'd like to take my shirt off. It's funny, because I like a lady in uniform. Would you put mine on, and I'll go naked? Yeah, I'll put your dress on. <laughs> that, that dress could just about fit around his cock. <laughs> Look, the villain is the whitest man who's ever lived. <laughs> Donald Trump. And just to insinuate, just to show how white he is, they've given him blonde hair and a white suit. Now, he would look camouflaged on a beach. Yeah. You wouldn't be Donald able to Trump. see him. He'd lie down in the sand, you'd walk right over him. Yeah, that's, I'm telling you, that's 80s Trump. It is. He certainly looks like a fart. What? They're the bad guys. Uh, yeah, they're the bad guys. Uh, he's a drug dealer and he's uh, sorting out a race of super ninjas. <laughs> wow, you seem to know a lot. Yeah, well, I wasn't always a server, if you know what I mean. I was an American ninja ten years before you two, you <laughs> imposters. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, um, uh, there's Robert Goulet. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> I just saw um, Stan Lee again in the background. Mm. <laughs> he just walks past. Excelsior! <laughs> Marvel Comics presents American Ninja. Wow, she's got some moves. <laughs> she pushes that guy right over. I mean, like, what kind of security guard is he? This woman in... I, I like how she's bothered to put earrings on and a nice jacket just to come down here and smack this albino fuck. <laughs> Take her into my bedroom and shave her. I like bald women. <laughs> She's got way too much hair. It's scary. Look at that yeah. Bella Remberg in the background there. Big floral dress. This is where you know that the uh, the head cheese is on their side. Yes, sir. Go kick ass. He owns all the cars then, that guy, because the other car, when they drove from the airport to his place, was also his car. Oh, he's, he's a car collector. He's a car collector. They're probably still in that car right now. It's probably his as well. I'm going to have a Snickers crisper. Why not? Why not? It's been a long time since I had some confection while we were doing a commentary. It is. Do you have Snickers crispers in the UK? What, what, what are they? They've got, like, puff rice and caramel and shit in them. No. They're really good. They're perfect for watching American Ninja 2. Yeah, well, there's not much that's not. We're bite-sized. Blind beggars. The biker's alley. That's a euphemism for arsehole. Yeah. 
Do you like it up the biker's alley? Oh, we all like it up the biker's alley. Nunch Nunch Wink is definitely at it up the biker's alley. Old Eddie Van Halen there. I like her shirt. And her spandex pants. Yeah. Ninja! She's a ninja. So get the feeling that cameraman liked her. He sort of focused on her a bit too much, didn't he? I've got the feeling that this set was the only set they built for this movie. Yeah, I think so. Been back to it three times. See, look, there's that guy with a broken hand again. Yeah, he's got a rolling pin. American Marines so hated the world over that even chefs gang up on them. It's <laughs> <laughs> very convenient she's still being dragged about. Yeah. She's a bit hardcore, though. I do like her. Yeah, it's just a sh shame that uh, she's not uh, sexy. Oh, I find her very attractive. <laughs> I love that line. Come on, yeah. you midgets. Come on. Steve James, no fear. Man without fear. Yeah, he should have been daredevil. Yeah. I love this move. Mm. This is like a Hulk move coming up right now. <sighs> he loves it because he's already torn his tunic. Yeah, he's like, rip the top off me. It's a cheap table. Didn't go to Ikea for that one, did they? It's always good if you can get an old-style saloon brawl in a movie. Oh, yeah. Have some breakaway tables. Some banisters. It's all good. Steve James. I reckon Steve James wrote all his own dialogue. I don't even think he was supposed to be in it. I think he just turned up. <laughs> Dudikoff said, do you want to come down to South Africa, spend some time on the beach? He's like, I'm going to be in your movie. I'm going to write half of it. <laughs> I got this great line about if you want to be a big man, you have to eat like a baby. I'm just going to say it. What <laughs> does that even mean? I don't know. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I love it. Can you imagine him and Fred Williamson in a movie together? Would have been, been match so made good. In heaven. Would have been awesome. What's incredible is Michael Dudikoff really did that bit. It's like I don't. What I don't understand Dudikoff is you have your stunt double do talking scenes where you just stood in a room, but then you were perfectly happy to fling yourself off back backwards onto a table. Yeah, and Steve <laughs> James actually did that. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I find talking a lot harder than flying and breaking my back. She's a bit of all right. She should have been the leading lady. Yeah. I don't get it. He waited for that. He's kind of funny. I like him. He's got his own little thing going on. He is like the Ryan Reynolds of American Ninja. Well, he's, he's kind of like um, the Paul Reiser in um, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is not my office. It's kind of that guy. That's what I like about him. Mm. You're vaping again. I can hear you. Mm. Vaping away like a big old vapor with your vaping... Like a train. 
with your vaping attachments. <clears throat> He's loving this, isn't he? He's just coming up with all this shit. Yeah, I first, don't even think he was supposed to be in it either. I think it was just Michael Dudikoff. Furstenberg's just asleep behind the camera. They're like, should yeah, we wake don't him watch up? Oh, fuck it, the film runs out. <laughs> Steve James is like, look, I'm taking this tunic off one arm at a time. Now, this is where we're meant to see that this guy, like, is he's the real ninja, but even him, I mean, not very impressive. No. They all got baggy suits, though, haven't they? Nothing said bad guy like a lazy eye, did it, in the 80s? I'm surprised Forrest Whitaker didn't get more work. <laughs> I love that they're just stealing bits of his car. I get $10 for this! <laughs> <laughs> I go down and buy hot dogs. What they've actually done is, it's like they've not told Steve James that they're acting. Yeah. He's just like, he thinks they're really being attacked in a bar. Yeah. Well, they were. Isaac Hayes. They hate Americans in South Africa. See? You can't see him in the background right away if it wasn't for his sunglasses. <laughs> He'd be completely camouflaged against that wall. Oh, look, your car's been a bit dinged. Holy shit. <laughs> I was going to ask if I could borrow it because I wanted to do my wife in the back. In the back and in the back of your car. <laughs> uh, so, should we answer some more questions? Of course, of course. Uh, so, uh, Mark Burns asks, As both of you and myself like going to conventions, who is your dream guest? Meaning, out of anyone, who would you like to meet? As I've met most of mine, I'd say John Carpenter is next on my list. That's a good one, John Carpenter. It'd be high on my list, John Carpenter. He'd be very high on my list. He'd be very high, because John Carpenter didn't give a shit anymore. <coughs> um, I'd, I'd like to meet any of my action icons. I mean, I know we've spoken to him, but I'd love to meet Fred Williamson. Yes. Um, I'd, I'd love to meet um, Stallone. Yeah, I'd like to meet Stallone. Um, I'd like to meet the guy who plays Surge from Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> <laughs> you live in New York, just go down to any restaurant, you might be serving. Yeah. Um, I, who else would I like? I'd like to meet Clint Howard. Because I've yeah. got, got a crush on him. Um, I, I would have loved to have met Steve James and Michael yes, Dudikoff back been in good. the day. That would have been good. I'd like to meet Robert Rodriguez. Um, I'd like to meet Quentin Tarantino and punch him. <laughs> um, ladies, wise, who would I like to meet? I've already met Pam Greer and Cynthia Rothrock. <laughs> I'd like to meet any ladies, please. Um... I don't know, ladies-wise. Hmm, ladies, ladies, ladies. Helen Mirren. Yes. I'd like to meet Helen Mirren. I want that man. My kids met Helen Bonham Carter the other week. Did they? Yeah, in London. That's a shame. And she was there with <laughs> Tim Burton. 
Really? Hmm? And did they meet Tim Burton as well? Yeah, well, he's in the same room. Okay. Did they actually go over and talk to Helena Bonham Carter? No, because my wife, uh, Claire, was a bit too scared to go and talk to her. I wouldn't be too scared to go talk to her. Well, I, no, I might I'd... be scared that her and Burton might talk weird at me. I'd, I'd have had to go and got a pitch taken with Tim Burton. I imagine if you go over to them, you just hear plinkety plink, plinkety plink, plinkety plinkety plink, plinkety plink, plink, plink. Like I just imagine Danny Elfman just emanates from whatever clothes they're wearing. That's what I just yeah, imagine. I think so, yeah. I'd, I'd be looking everywhere like for just... somebody who's got like weird plasticine on the face and going, is that Johnny Depp? Yeah. Um, I'd, quite, I'd like to meet any member of Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met Terry Gilliam, so I mean that counts, I guess. Um, who else? I'd like to meet a lot of people. Uh, Robert De Niro. I'd like to meet Robert De Niro. Uh, Al Pacino. Michelle Rodriguez. I'd like to meet her. Susan Sarandon. I'd like to meet her. I don't know why, but I just would. Um, Clint Eastwood. I'd love to meet Clint Eastwood. Would you? Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, really, anybody. I I like just meeting people. Uh, I met Tim Ross, so I wouldn't mind meeting Gary Oldman. That would be good. Anyway, we could do this all day. We'll come up with some more later. Um, Dean Garman asks, have you ever watched a film and thought, man, I wish those guys were my friends? If so, which film? American Ninja 2. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I wish uh, Joe Armstrong and... Uh, uh, what's his name? Jackson were my friends. Yeah, I wish they were my friends. Uh, uh, the Expendables. Yeah. I wish uh, they Bert were Lancaster my Lancaster in The Professionals. I wish he was my friend. Um, uh, Evil Dead 2. Well, no, just Army of Darkness, actually. Uh, no, scratch that. Baba Hotep. I wish yeah. I was hanging out with uh, Ozzy Davis and Bruce Campbell as old Elvis and JFK. That would be awesome. Uh, but that's another good question. Like, we could talk... There's the face rip for anyone uh, wanting to see. Um, but uh, that's another good question. I like... Uh, Mark Burns, I like that question. I like Dean Garman's question. Two gr- cracking questions, I think. They're very good questions. Um, the A-Team. Not the movie, but the TV series. Yeah. Um, that, that must have had a bit. So, Paul Adonis Rawlings writes, Why, in your opinion, is JCVD making terrible movies now? Um, well, I mean... Uh, I don't think he is. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't think he's making terrible movies. I think there was a period of time where he was making terrible movies. There definitely was a period of time where he was making really, really, really bad movies. I think now he's just making whatever movies he can make, you know what I mean? Or, like, they'll put him in, you know what I mean? I don't think he's making... I don't think he's making too I mean, Pound of Flesh wasn't the worst thing I'd ever seen. Actually, what? The worst thing I'd ever seen him in was derailed. I think he went through like a really shitty period. Oh, definitely. In the early 2000s. But now, I don't. I think it's alright. I'll tell you what film I really like him in Uh, Six Bullets. Yeah, that was good. Shelter wasn't bad. Where are you getting these questions from, anyway? I'm getting these questions from uh, my Facebook profile. Okay. I, I posted the que- I posted a question on there. I know we've got some in the group, which I'll let you do in a minute. 
but I'm getting these off my neck. I, I don't think he is making terrible movies. I mean, he's not making as many as he was, and they're not as action-heavy as they were. But I kind of like his movies from the last five years, I think. All right. Um, Jason Ritter, we asked, answered that one, but he also asked the second one. Also, what would the first episode of the Taken prequel show be? Yeah, we've had an announcement that Taken is now becoming a TV show. And this is another trend, along with our rated stuff. Like, not everything has to be a TV show. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck no. making everything a TV show. Rocky's going to be... Or Rambo's going to be a TV show, and fucking Taken's going to be a TV show, and all the rest. Like... He's, we've already had three movies, and the plot was stretched after the first one. Like, <laughs> um, I imagine the prequel show is going to be him doing his uh, um, agency work with his buddies back in the day. But, like, that's Why just not a... Why just gen- make that TV show? Why do you have to lump the Taken thing onto it? Yeah, because it's not going to be Neeson, is it? So... Nah. I'm not too fussed about saying it. My thing is, like, the Transporter TV series didn't work, so why the fuck would you do a Taken series? It always seems to be Luke Besson trying it, doesn't it? Yeah. Not interested. I think by about the fifth show, when his second cousin twice removed has been taken, you probably... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, how many people can get taken in his family? Uh, it's like Deadpool says, you got to wonder if he's just a really bad parent. Yeah, look out, Brian Mills. Your Auntie Nora's been taken. Oh, not Auntie Nora, fine. I'll not go Auntie Nora. She not was Auntie. my favourite Auntie She's Nora. She's a fucking, fucking cunt. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about that, Jason Ritter. CJ Jones writes, what do you think will happen next with the Bond franchise now that rumours of Daniel Craig leaving look more likely? Do you think it will go down a lighter route with more comedy, or do you think it will continue to be Bourne-esque? Who would you next modern Bond be and why? No joke answers on this one. Legitimate current actors. Um, I honestly have to say that after the Daniel Craig era, I care less and less and less for the Bond franchise, and I'd almost be willing to let it die on the vine, to be honest. Um, If I had to pick a way for it to continue... You know, everyone says Idris Elba. I'm not against a black guy being Bond, but I just don't like it. I don't think Idris Elba has proven in any movie or action movie that he should be Bond, right? Yeah, I don't think he'd be a good Bond anyway. Um, And I do see that as sort sort of like pandering to, what's it, everything. No, I don't mind like a different ethnicity Bond because they've already proven with Craig that... Craig was not the same James Bond that we've been watching for years. Like, it was almost like James Bond was the, um, the, the code name that he took on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't really like Idris Elba, so it, I'm not too worried about Idris I don't Idris like Elba. him. I mean, I would like... I would go for a Clive Owen Bond. Uh, I would go for a Jason Statham Bond. I would even go back to a Dalton Bond legitimately and like an old man bond mm. um in terms of like are there any other younger british actors i mean scott atkins i'd scott atkins i tell you if you get if you if you really want to change it to a black bond then go for the lad who's in the uh, star wars film john boyega he can do action He'd a bit, be good. and he can in his uh, he can handle like the comedy side of it as well i really i was impressed by him in star wars so okay him. Uh, I don't know many other English actors of that kind of age group. You know what I mean? 
I saw that Tom Hiddleston's been... Oh! Next they'll be saying Bendy Dick Cabbage Patch. I don't want him either. Oh, it won't be him. Fucking Tom Hiddleston. Just, just I, stop I it. I think I wouldn't mind... I I'd like mind. Kenneth Branagh as Bond. That's what I want. Kenneth I, Branagh as Bond. Yeah. I think he's the fastbender. I think he'd be a good Bond. Yeah? Yeah, I think he'd be a good Bond. I thought he was I thought he was quite a good Bond in X-Men Fusion <laughs> First Class in that scene in Brazil. I think he could handle it. Yeah, OK. I mean, yeah, all right. Or just go for a completely unfucking known person. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go for that as well. Um, but I'd like Scott Atkins to do it. I, so. I mean, I think if if you're gonna okay, so let's talk more about like the the vibe or the mood, like how we would want it to continue. I don't think it necessarily like I would like it if it if it if Bond has to continue right, and I'm not that thrilled either way. If Bond continues, I want it to be Bond. Like, I want the gadgets. I want the girls. I want the cars. I want the amazing stunts. Like, I want it to be Bond. Enough of this trying to make it realistic and blah, 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 blah. Because they're not realistic. Spectre wasn't fucking realistic. And none of them... Like, it was all bullshit. This whole, like, we're going to make him dark and edgy and realistic. No, you're not. You're just going to make the movies you want to make and not make Bond movies. And that's what frustrated me. Like, say what you like about Pierce Brosnan movies, and most of them were shit, but they were at least Bond movies. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind. I didn't mind Pierce Brosnan's Bond. I really didn't. I liked some of them. My problem with Daniel Craig is he's not James Bond. That's my problem. So my my wish, if they whoever they pick, and I don't care who they pick, but it has to be Bond. I want one-liners. I want girls. I want guns. I want gadgets. I want cars, and I want stunts we haven't seen before, like they used to do. And and I, I and that's what I want. Um, and I don't want it to be dark and edgy. And uh, you've got one or two storylines you can do. He can either go after the people in Spectre or Quantum or whatever you want to call it and go after corporations that are trying to take over the world or have him do what he always did against the Russians and actually fight terrorism because that's the only other fucking war that's going on at the moment. So either have him fight in the Middle East like Bomb would anyway or have him fight uh, Quantum or Spectre or whatever being corporations trying to take over the world. But But... Enough of, like, the Mendez-Craig way of doing things, I've had enough. And if they're going to continue that way, I'm not interested. Mm. I think, personally, and I know there's another thing that goes against Idris Elba, is well, he's, about, he's about the same age as Daniel Craig anyway. Yeah. So, what, he's going to be good for, like, two films? Probably one film? Yeah, I, mean, so I what, just what, don't see him doing the action. I just don't... Get, get a young actor in... Who wants to play the role? Who commits to doing quite a few films? So we have the same Bond for the next twenty years. Get a get a twenty year get a twenty six year old in, and just have the same actor for the next few films. And I think if if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna go the Scott Atkins route, then uh, along with all the gadgets and stuff, like his fight. I think you have to go the martial arts route and you have to say, okay, he's a modern Bond, so he's going to be proficient in martial arts and you have some raid-style action in it. Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't think, I think he'll watch it. I think Daniel Craig will do another one anyway. Yeah. 
but all, I the don't, talk, see, I just... all the all the talk of him not doing it is probably just it's either just talk to get Bond in the papers, yeah, or it's him wanting more money. And if he wants more money, they'll give it to him. Yeah, I like so... how we've got. Can you see there? We've got Fat Scarface on the right <laughs> to the yeah. albino. You've got Fat Scarface. You've got hipster villain because he's not wearing a tie, and then you've got um, Man from Fantasy Island. And then uh, the bearded guy from the beginning of Dawn of the Dead to the left. And look at that guy (laughs) with the little hit, the moustache and the gun. He's great. Uh, Mullet hood in the background. Look at him, fat Scarface. Fatty, fatty (laughs) Scarface. He's the King and I, look. He's just dressed like your Brenner in the King and I, isn't he? Yeah. I always wanted to be on stage like your Brenner. What is the problem with Anna? None of them are facing the same way. Like they're all... It's funny. Look, you've got Ginger... Look, who's the Ginger kid in the background? Great. They've, they've just gone for black and red. That's unimaginative. Yeah. The, the villain that, in the first one... I like one that. Had, it is very... Head yellow and blue. My favourite thing is raspberry with dark chocolate. So I've got <laughs> black and red ninjas. Um, and I don't know who the grey people are. I don't know whether, whether they're... What, what they are. I don't know. They're not ninjas. They're just there to be killed. Just there, aren't they? Um, so, yeah, I don't... Look, I don't know enough 30-something, 20-something English actors. I just don't. I just don't think there's, like, any good people emerging right now. I really don't. Like, what are we going to have? Fucking Daniel Radcliffe as Bond? Like, fuck off. Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Yeah, you definitely pick Ron. <laughs> A ginger Bond. Can you imagine it? Why not? Why not? Um, so, yeah, I, honestly, Jonesy, I really don't know... My only feeling is I'd like Bond to go back to being Bond and whatever that means to you. I mean, to me, it means somewhere between uh, Goldfinger, Live and Let Die, and License to Kill. Like, somewhere in there is your formula for Bond, those three movies. I'm going to put this out here now. I'm available for the next 15 years. Right. Docker's Bond. I would go for that. I would go for that. I'll beef up for it. And he says no joke answers, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. And I, look, and again, I'd like to repeat, I've got no problem with a black Bond, an Indian Bond, a Polish Bond. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we've oh, had a, don't be stupid. Not a Polish. We've had, we've <laughs> had a Scottish one, an Irish one, an a Australian one. Like, you know, I really don't care. Like that, I, I don't mind the thought of it. It's just, it seems like something they've done just to sort so everybody can go, yeah, we're well, racist if you say no. And it's kind of like, right. no, no, that's, no. no, no, it's got to be the right actor for the job. It's like the R-rated thing, right? You've got to make the movie you want to make and then let them rate it the way they want to rate yeah. it. Yeah, because you... like I say, I would definitely pick the lad from Star Wars. Right. If they, if they, wanted, if they wanted to go with pick the right Pick the right actor, that's all we're I'll saying. tell you what, if you're going to pick a Bond, why not just get the lad from Kingsman? To play Bond. I liked him. Yeah, right. that would be Why good. not just get him to play Bond and say, right, we're going to be our Bond for the next 20 years. Eggy or whatever his name was. Yeah, I get him, him to do it. There you go, job done. And yeah. get Matthew Vaughan to fucking direct them. Yeah, get like get someone with some... Like, fuck Mendes and, his, and the Nolans of the world. Like, fuck all these pretentious fucking thinky twats. Like, I want someone with a bit of fun and a bit of balls and a bit of enjoyment and a bit of passion and a bit of fucking heart. Like, that's what I want in my Bond movies, you know what I mean? Ugh. Oy vey. Anyway, Mark Burns asks, it's Oscar night in a few hours. What are your Mad predictions? Max. Do either of you care? 
Uh, I don't. I mean, I to be honest, I have not looked at anything in the lead up to the Oscars whatsoever. I really haven't. Um, the only the only thing I want with the Oscars is I want Sylvester Stallone to win Best Supporting. Yeah, I do. I want that. I want that. Definitely Mad agree Max with you to win that. Best Film. I definitely want. Definitely, definitely, definitely want George Miller to win Best Director. Yeah, like let's have a look what we got nominees. Uh, for best picture, what are they? What are they doing? The Revenant, Mad Max. Why are they? Just, what, what's what's going on here? I just want to see the listings. Why are they? This Oscar website is a fucking piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. I tell thee. Don't want that. What is that? Uh, what we got? Um, Big Short. No. Bridge of Spies. No. Brooklyn. No. Mad Max. No. Uh, yes. Um, Martian, no. Revenant, no. Room, no. Spotlight, no. Uh, Mad Max, then, for best movie. Act in a leading role. Uh, give it to DiCaprio. Just fucking give it to DiCaprio. Like, yep. I agree with you on that. Fuck that. I mean, Redmayne will probably win it. Fucking. I hope not. I pay you go. Look at me. One actress as well as actress. I put on lipstick and a dress. Oh, I only make films for awards. Uh, I tell you what, if he gets Bond, I'm gonna fuck him personally. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck him. Uh, Actress in a leading role. Uh, None of them. Literally none of them. I know um, she's not. I know she's not nominated. It should have been. It, sh- it should have. <laughs> it should have been um, Charlie Theron, Theron from Mad Max. Clearly, the best female performance of the year. Yep. I haven't even seen any of these movies. Kate Blanchett in Carol. Who watched that movie? Nobody. I guarantee nobody has ever seen that movie. That movie <laughs> hasn't been seen by a single person. Yeah, Bre- but you've got to have Kate Blanchett on the list. <laughs> She is she is the modern Meryl Streep. Yeah. Um, Brie Larson in Room. Nobody watched that, and I've met Brie Larson, and she's a tit. Fuck her. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence already won one. Don't nominate people again. They've already won one, and she's like 12. She's got 40 more years to win one again. Um, Sasha Ronan. I didn't see Brooklyn. I've no... Again, another movie like nobody... What, like... Carol, Room, Joy, Brooklyn. Did they just pick pretentious movies with one-word titles? Like, fuck that. Fuck all those people. None of them win. Charlotte Rampling, if you have to give anyone, because she's had a whole career and she hadn't won one, to give it to Rampling. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Um, actor in a supporting role, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, actress in a supporting role... <laughs> give it to Jennifer Jason Lee. Has she ever won one? No. Yeah, give it yeah, a I wanted to win for Hateful Eight. She was good in Hateful Eight. I did enjoy Hateful Eight. Uh, um, animated, don't care. Inside Out. Cinematography, Mad Max. Done. Uh, costume design, uh, Mad Max. Uh, directing, Mad Max. Documentary, Mad Max. Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it's got Mad Max as the nominees, that should win it. Yeah. What's, what's hilarious is, when asked, uh, should they have a stuntman Oscars, because obviously that has now come back into... The, not only has the, the black thing come up, because there hasn't been any African-Americans nominated, even when you had some uh, um, African-American movies out this year um, that were very successful, uh, like um, uh, Compton and... Um, 
uh, Creed, uh, Michael B. Jordan wasn't nominated, and the actress in that wasn't nominated either. Um, they they said with the stuntman Oscar thing, they were like, oh, um, the Oscar uh, Academy said if we added stuntman Oscar, we would have to remove another Oscar, right? So get rid of the actress then this I, year. I would say no, no. I would get rid of documentary short subject. It's not needed. <laughs> Just documentary. Boom. Done. It doesn't need feature and short subject. We don't have, like, fuck, get rid of short subject. Not needed. Boom. Stuntman Oscar. I'm making it more exciting. Because I guarantee nobody on the planet has seen Body Team 12, Chow <laughs> Beyond the Lines, Last Day of Freedom, Claude Landsman, and a girl in whatever it is. No one's seen it. Nobody cares. Get rid of that. It's all box. Put in the stuntman Oscar and give it to everybody on Mad Max. Next. That's it. <laughs> Film editing, Mad Max. Uh, or The Revenant. I've not seen it, but I imagine there's probably some editing involved in it. Foreign language film, probably scrap that as well, because I guarantee <laughs> nobody's watched any of them either. Um, put in a second st- stuntman, short feature um, the making of Mad Max. See how this works? It's great. Makeup and hairstyling, Mad Max. Uh, <laughs> music, original score. Uh, Would it be f- awesome if they came out, Chris Rock just comes out and he just goes... Mad Max. He just goes, Mad Max has won everything to go on. <laughs> it's not going to be a four-hour Oscars this year. It's just going to be 30 seconds. The answer is Mad Max. Next. Okay, music, original score, Hateful Eight, just because I'd love to see... Um, okay. Uh, Morricone, get it? Yeah. Uh, John Williams, uh, but he's probably won before, isn't he? Uh, he may have done, but the score's not as, you know. Yeah. Um, music, original song, none of these. I'm going to go on the record not and Sam say Smith. absolutely none of them. Um, t- no, none of those songs at all. I can't even think of a song that I would have, but none of those. Mad Max. Mad that Max. Where he's on the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. He'd have that bit. I like how on this tour... I'm going back to American Ninja quickly. I like how on this tour of the facility, the ninjas blend right in again. Yeah. Just, they're just there, and they're like, uh, why are there two ninjas there? Oh, no, we're just going to... They're just coming on the tour with us. Is that usual? He's got a big vial of pee there. This is where the movie gets a bit bizarre, because he's making robotic uh, cyborg ninjas. Yeah, can't you just tell that while this guy was writing the script, he did some acid? <laughs> He's like, ninjas, American ninjas, ninjas, American ninjas, take your shirt off, Steve James. Uh, comedy bit with a uh, marine guy, barbaral, barbaral, ninjas, ninjas, super ninjas with metal in their bones and fucking... <laughs> He's just like... Oh, I've had this idea about super ninjas and they're all in like an Iron Man type caskets. Um, yeah. But we again, you set up super ninjas, they never fight them. No, 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 just set up. Just this set up. They, they we'll use that for the sequel. Uh, short film animated, again, not not needed. Get rid of it. Uh, production design, Mad Max. Because um, you can't get better than that. Short film live action, again, get rid of it. Nobody cares. All these you get rid of and just put in stunt, right? Yeah. And I'm, Matt- surprised it's not, I'm surprised it's not a catering. Fucking <laughs> <Like> Oscar. <laughs> Best... Best hats in a movie, or uh, something. Yeah, um, dental work done on Oscars. Um, 
piles of cocaine dragged from Leonardo DiCaprio's trailer. Uh, sound mixing again, not not needed. Just have who notices the sound mixing in a film? Just have sound editing as one thing. Don't make it two things. Just one thing. Visual effects, Mad Max. Uh, it'll probably go to Star Wars, but Mad Max. Um, writing, uh, The Big Short, uh, or The Martian, but none of the other ones. Uh, writing original screenplay, straight out of Compton, because it's the only one it was nominated for, and it should at least win something. Um, I've not seen it. Have you seen it? I've not seen it, but it should win something just because it should win something, because it's not been nominated for anything else, and it should have been. I would have put Creed in there, because I thought Creed was fucking awesome. Uh, I thought it was definitely better than fucking um, Inside Out or Bridge of Spies. Inside Out was a fun movie, but it wasn't a great script. Yeah, uh, it's got Bing Bong in it. Bing Bong in it, yeah. Uh, Grant Knox says, Should I buy these St- Bond steel books and stop pissing about? To which Mark Burns says, Yes, just do it or you'll regret it. Or just go down to your local Tesco's and get the Blu ray box set for 70 quid. That's the problem, Mark. This is Grant's reply. I've already got the 50th anniversary Blu-ray box set. So he wants to buy the Steelbooks on top of that. No. I don't think so. I think for, I don't get the whole Steelbooks thing. You get it more than I do. What do you think? Uh, I, I think if you, if you desperately want to get them, if you desperately want to get them, just get them. If you're a collector. But if he's already got the box set, does he really need them? Well, if you're a bond collector, then yeah. <laughs> But he's already got the Blu-ray box set. Yeah, no, but, you know, it's something to, uh... It's something to do, isn't it? Oh, look, he used his ninja magic that his old grandfather taught him to change outfits. It's the only time he uses magic. Like, if he has magic, why doesn't he just magically kill everybody? Or, I don't know, magically appear in a girl's locker room and look at them all nude in the shower. But no, no now you're talking. That's ins- my friend of magic. Instead, he uses his magic to change clothes. Bit lazy, oh, really. But- we got a question on the messages on the Doctor Action page. Okay, go ahead. Hi, I got a question. This is from Sean Eddy. Hi, I got a question for your next podcast. Are there any action films you two think are too sacred for our trip for our treatment? Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, I think we already decided that like uh, first the, blood. the Rambo's. Um... Well, the first Rambo. Right. I could do the others. I couldn't do the first one. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably not. We've done Terminator and stuff. Yeah, I, just, I don't uh, know. We we've done Commando. Yeah, I don't, no, I think with the first Rambo, though, I think it's more of a serious drama. Yeah, I couldn't do the first Rambo. No, but because uh, at no else point, is fair game. at no point in the first Rambo does he throw down a flash bomb and change his clothes instantly using ninja magic. Yeah, that's what he's missing. It is missing now. We've um, never done a Rambo film. We should do a Rambo film next. We should do Rambo 2, maybe, or Rambo 3. Rambo 3. Um, I probably wouldn't do Rambo 4, either, because it's a bit too violent and brutal. Also, it's not 80s and 90s, but no, it's, it's a bit it's a bit too serious, I think, uh, Rambo 4. Um, okay, so do you want to read out the questions that were on the group page, then? Let me find them. If not, I can. There's only about four or five of them. This has taken us through the whole commentary. I hope people don't mind that. I I do keep trying to duck duck back into the commentary, but... Yeah, you you put them up, dude, because I can't... 
wait now. It's alright, wait there. It's alright. I've, I've got it. I've got it. Let's have a look. Oh, do you know what's interesting about this this bit at the end of the movie is that essentially normally you have the guy with the white hat ride in and attack the guy in the black hat, right? That's how it mm. works in westerns. In this, all these guys in black uniforms, or, or rather Michael Dudikoff in the black uniform, is against this albino fuck in the white suit. Yeah, see, turning conventions on its head. Yeah, um, it's it's almost like Lars von Trier wrote it. Uh, See, now, you said earlier that you prefer American Ninja 2 to American Ninja 1. I, I have to respectfully disagree because you don't get Steve James in a fucking truck with a machine gun on the back of it. Well, I suppose, yeah, you're, you're right about that. I do love that final fight. Where on, the fuck is Steve James at the minute? He's anyway. coming in. He's coming oh, in. Oh, there he is. The, D, the, the, the D-Day landings. Okay, right, I've got Again, he's barely wearing clothing. Andrew Buckley, what's the subject movie? What I told, told him, him never, never, two. never wrote a question after that. Then. No, Grant Knock, we've, we've already uh, that same that. question, is it? Right. Yeah, uh, oh, I've already done the twatty critic. Not that you're a twatty. No, no, no. But good. I think he wanted to know like what the twatty critic would pick for the Oscars. Well, that'd be all fucking Kate Blanchett. <laughs> it would be anything fe- featuring um, Sir Ronan and, and Kate Blanchett. And yes. And that that's it would it, it, he wouldn't pick Mad Max, but oh, he would uh, pick well, anything yeah, that would yeah, yeah, yeah. would remind him of um, Jacques Tati's Mononc. Uh Tyler Barger, favorite hard art action movie, eighties, nineties, or recent? Recent, I'd say John Wick, nineties, hard boiled. Uh, favorite hard art action movie. I mean, I like all of them. I don't really have a favorite. I mean, I love The Expendables. Mm. I love Rambo 4. I like John Wick. I like The Equalizer. Equalizer brilliant. And then back in the day, I liked Cobra. I liked Commando. Commando. I liked any of the Rambos. Uh, the yeah. first, like, four Steven Seagal movies are great. Oh, Mark for Death. First, like, four or five of them are great. Um, yeah, any of those. Mark Burns, favourite film of the year so far? I haven't had one. I thought, was, I thought it was Joy. <laughs> Never saw it. Um, uh, I haven't had one. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen any movie this year that's really like... I mean, was Creed, Creed was last year, wasn't it? For you, yeah. Yeah. For me, favourite film of the year so far is Deadpool, for me. I mean, if I had to pick one, what have I watched this year that has been out this year? Um, See, most of yours came out last year, so they got the Hateful Eight. That was last year. Yeah. I'm just looking. I haven't been to see many. Um, I went to see Deadpool. I went to see Hail Caesar. Um, I went to see... I haven't been to see many this year. I haven't been. I, I honestly haven't been to see any this year, apart from like, like brand new ones. Hail Caesar and Deadpool have been really it. I've been to the cinema a lot, but it's all been to see retro movies. 
Ah, I see. And out of those two, while I really did enjoy Deadpool, and this isn't like any word against it, it would probably be Hail Caesar. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's only personal opinion, dude. Um, I don't know if you count it as this year, because it's been out a while in festivals, but I saw John Fallon's The Shelter starring Michael Pere, which was yeah. a little... You can read my review of that over on the website, aftermoviediner.com. Um, and that was all right. But Hail Caesar, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, David Brighton. By what percentage would any film improve with the addition of ninjas? Just for example, I'm pretty sure Citizen Kane would be at least 40% better. The ninja was probably responsible for his death and could come and finish the job at least half an hour sooner. I would say all movies are improved 90% by ninjas. I'd say so, because if not, this film will be called American 2. Right. And that would just be a movie about Americans. Yeah, but, but look, you it, put ninja. Right. Like, let's go through, for example, the Oscar movies, right? The Joy big, Ninja. The Big Short, better with ninjas. Yeah. Right? Because if halfway through the Big Short, a ninja army came in and beat up all the bankers and shot them in the face, better movie. Bridge mm. of Spies, better with ninjas. Brooklyn, Bridge of ninjas. better with ninjas. Brooklyn Ninja. Sousa Ronan has to go up against a whole band of ninjas wearing nothing but some metal booby armour. Um, the Martian, he lands on Mars. There are Mars ninjas. Yes. Better movie. The Revenant, they land in America. There are American ninjas. Or Native American ninjas. Native American ninjas. N-A-Ns. Yeah, Better. Nans. Room, Brie Larson feeds her children to ninjas. Better. And in Spotlight, ninjas go after the priests who are touching the children. Better movie, instantly. Michael Keaton is a ninja. Better movie, instantly. Uh, All of them are are Trumbo. Better if it's about Brian Cranston writing a story about ninjas. Steve Jobs. If ninjas break into the Apple showroom and steal all the iPods. Better movie. The only movie that isn't improved by... Uh, uh, ninjas is the Danish girl starring Eddie Redmayne because I'm pretty sure nothing could make that any good at all because it's so bad. It would if there was a ninja in it and it killed Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, if in the first 30 seconds a ninja broke in through the window and strangled him with his own scarf, that would win. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Carol, don't know what it's about, better with ninjas. I'm just, yeah, everything's better with ninjas. I'm not even going to carry on. Yeah, better with ninjas. And Mad that, Max yeah. Fury Road is awesome, but if you put an injury in there, yeah. it's even better. It's even better. A robo future ninja. Look at Steve James in this bit. Shirtless. He's badass. He is really badass. Look at that double kick thing. I think I think this is Steve James's movie. I think this is more American Ninja Two is more Steve James's movie than it is Dudikoff's movie. That's yeah, I mean. think you. Dude, are you there? Yeah, I'm there, yeah. Oh, okay. What, you, no, I, I was just, I was just uh, marvelling at the way he was cracking that mother's neck. Yeah. Because I'm less interested in this fight than I am Steve James taking on a whole bunch of people. That's a bit <laughs> cheating. He had a sawn-off shotgun <laughs> up his ass. Yeah, yeah. That's ninja shotgun. Oh, he shot his own ninja. Never shoot your own ninja, first rule of ninja school. Would you do that? Would you seriously go climbing when somebody's got a shotgun? Yeah, probably the only thing I would do. 
surfing. I'd be running down that door. I would run at him. Yeah. Because if you hugged him, he couldn't shoot you with a shotgun. It's too long. It's like if someone's got a bazooka, run at them. Don't run away from them, because then you're at a further distance. But if you run at them and hug them... I wouldn't drag a sword across my... He's cut his hand there. <laughs> Case them falls <laughs> off. <laughs> Not very sharp, are they, if you can do that? Look at all this titting about. Come on. We did miss my favourite line of dialogue in this whole movie, though. And that's when Captain Wild Bill, the, the guy with the gay porn moustache, says, You're re It's really all getting on my tits now. That's my favourite line in this movie. We missed it earlier. I think we had a lot of great questions. I really like that. I, I, that would like, I would like questions like that again for future episodes. People like questions, and they like us answering them, I think. Yes, because we're, uh, we're the fountains of knowledge on everything. Well, especially on action movies. See, this is all just build-up, and I don't think it's a great payoff. He just runs at him, slices him, you know what I mean? It's just unless he's going to cut him in half and then like that'd be fucking awesome. If he cut him in half and then used his own feet to beat his head to a pulp, that would be amazing. Either that, or if as he sliced him, Kill Bill style, a geyser of blood came out. Yeah, all over her. Yeah, and she rubbed it all over her tits. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get asked why you reckon she's fit. I think it should have been Judy Aronson again. I like her from the first movie. Or Julie Andrews. <laughs> Julie Andrews. The hills are alive with the sound of ninjas. Again, ninjas make the sound of music better. Yes, they do. Instead of being pursued by Nazis, yeah. ninjas. No, what if, instead of escaping across the Alps singing a dainty little song from Nazis, Julie Andrews turned into a ninja and went after Nazis? Well, you've got an instant classic there, haven't you? Yeah. Christopher Plummer ninja. She is 16 going on 70. <laughs> Ninja. <laughs> Who is that woman stood next to him? Because that's not the woman from the end. That's a different woman entirely. They've, he's had time to hang around the island and chat up some broad look. I think it's the same one. She's just not got the shit haircut. No, I think it's a different one. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't afford her for the next day. She wants a bit of Steve James action, though. She's like, you're wearing too much clothing. I agree with you. <laughs> Oh, God, I bet he'd rip her in half. I bet he does. In the sequel. Um, but no, actually, uh, just uh, on, a, on a side note, because I did watch it, and it is ninja-related. Um, uh, Pray for Death, the Arrow Blu-ray, well worth picking up. Well worth picking up. I was actually very surprised by it, and I liked the uh, deleted sequences being put back in. Because uh, it adds a lot of gore and violence. Who doesn't, who doesn't love a bit of gore and violence? And when I Mary say, Whitehouse. Oh, fuck Mary Whitehouse. And I her, did. Yeah, I did. She, oh. had, she, she liked a bit of gore and violence that mm. night. She hadn't done it in a while. I almost forgot. Here. Open it. It's a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, I wanted five dollars. No, no. I've... I bet it's one of those pens that you know when you lift it upside down. It's a, it's a ninja goes... pen knife. Yeah. I thought you were the American ninja, not the Swiss Army ninja. <laughs> Well, it's we yeah, don't really have bucks. we don't have an America. <laughs> He's like, I wanted money. I want a fucking pen knife, you Jew bastard. <laughs> He's not. He's German. Yeah. No, Russian. Sorry, Russian. His dad's Russian. Well, he was always Russian about the place. <laughs> um, it could be. There could be Russian Jews though. There were Jews in Russia. Why is it called The Confrontation? I have no idea. I mean, surely any movie with ninjas in it, they confront people. I mean, that's just the nature of being a ninja. I'm going to make a film called The Hiding Ninja. The Hiding Ninja. It's a film about ninjas, <laughs> and when people watch it, they're going to go, I don't see any ninjas. I go, yeah, because they're hiding. <laughs> they're ninjas. <laughs> you're not meant... That's the other hilarious thing about ninja movies, is you're not meant to see ninjas. And yet, in ninja movies, they're always running about. Yeah, in front of fucking beige rocks. Look at that. Sir Cloudsley Smith, played by Dennis Fulbiggy. <laughs> um, they are some names right there. Sir Cloudsley Smith. I think if I ever have a, a, if I have a character in a movie, I'm going to be called Sir Cloudsley Smith. Sir Cloudsley Smith. Hello, I'm Sir Cloudsley Smith. I think we need to set up our own... I need, we need to start making movies. I think that's, that's the conclusion I've come to. I think so. You and I need... You need to come to America. We need to buy a, a, a camcorder and just start making movies. I've decided. That's, that's, that's what our future holds. Yeah, should we make it R-rated? <laughs> well, yeah, because we're going to have tits and gore in it. We're going to have a leading guy who's like Roger Moore's James Bond at his best, right? Uh, with the violence of early Peter Jackson movies and the boobs of Russ Mayer movies. Put them all Who together. Go and see that? You're on to a winner. And the only a other Michael winner. A Michael winner. And the only other movie I'd really want to make, as I put on Facebook earlier today, is I would love, and I think they'd probably do it if I could put together a budget, um, I would love to do a Cynthia Rothrock and Pam Greer movie now, oh, yeah. at the age that they're at. Scissoring. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, no, as action stars who also scissor. But, but only sometimes. Yeah, that's their move. Yeah, that's their, their, their scissor kick. <laughs> uh, which means something else in porn uh, than it does. Apparently that had a song in it called Slippin' Sands, written and performed by Michael Bishop and produced by Barry Rudolph. Barry Rudolph, the uh, of the Rudolphs fames. Yes, of the of the Rhode Island Rudolphs. Yeah, Rod Stewart, look, he's cameraman on this. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, what was, a shocker! It was in the background. Uh... Oh, wake up, Maggie! There's a ninja coming up right after you. <laughs> oh, wake up, Maggie! I think I'm gonna karate chop you in the tits. It'd be amazing if Rod Stewart was the second. Unit cameraman or this? Does he ever stop singing? No. Oh no 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 no! That's why I have to turn the boom mic so if we can, you can catch him singing. You have to press as many moles to make him stop singing. <laughs> you have to press them all at the same time. That's why I can't get him to stop singing. Yeah. He's got so many moles. So many molly molly moles. Uh, so that was American Ninja Two. That was all of your questions answered. 
And that was our roundup of our latest um, um, action movies. And as I was talking to Doc recently, um, I want to try and get back on a routine where we do these kind of once every other week. I think that's what the people want. Once every two weeks, I think. If I can set aside some time, uh, either on a Friday night or a Sunday afternoon like this, where once every other week we do it. Why not? Uh, right. I just I think with the website doing what it's doing with all the great contributors we now have over at AfterMovieDiner.com. I do suggest you check it out because we have loads of great new contributors. Um, I think we need to get Dr. Action back on there mm. as a presence. Um, so uh, Diner Weekly, Dr. Action bi-monthly. And then, um, yeah, we'll have all the usual reviews and things. Uh, check out my review of uh, Pray for Death and Sheba Baby that should go up tomorrow or Tuesday uh, of the Arrow Blu-rays. They'll be going up. Uh, and uh, there's loads of stuff on there at the moment that I would urge people to check out. And if you like Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid, and if you like the After Movie Diner website, and if you want us to continue, please go over to patreon.com forward slash Diner and support the show. You only have to uh, pay for every time a diner podcast goes up. But all, which is about three times a month, sometimes only twice a month. So it's only two or three dollars a month, really. But for that, you also get the entire After Movie Diner website with all the contributors and the Doctor Action Show. So that's the and word. hopefully I'm going to try and start putting up uh, videos. Yeah, Doc's going to do some videos, which would be awesome. Uh, I would love to see some video reviews or just video stuff from you, Doc. That would be amazing. I'd love that. I think I think I'll do. I think I'll probably start doing the video reviews. Yeah, you could do that. Um, either of the Arrow Blu-rays I send you out or um, uh, some of your, like, the Doc's movie collection. Because I know you own a whole ton of movies. I've never seen them. So it'd be great to do, like, the Doc movie collection and just start the top and work through kind of thing. Yeah, I can do that. Um, because I think people like the personal angle. So if you could have, like, oh, here are three or four of my favourite movies that I had as a kid or three or four of my favourite movies that got me into action or... You know what I mean? Whatever it is, do some videos like that. I can do that. And I've been watching a shitload of westerns, so I was going to consider doing that. One. Do a western one. That would be good. So we've got patreon.com forward slash aftermoviediner if you want to sponsor and help Dr. Action, the kick-ass kid. Or uh, you can go over to miskplumbingfixtures.bandcamp.com, pick up my latest album called Wake Up, It's Not Over, um, which is in two parts. The first part is with me and stand-up comedian Jay Mayo doing a fantastic series of songs and uh, some originals, some cover versions. And then the second album is all just me doing original songs. So pick up both, pick up one, uh, or listen to them over on Spotify and I get like 0.01 cent every time you listen to a song. 0.0.0.01% of a penny. But it all goes into a pot and it does help. And uh, the more people who do it, the better. So listen to my music on Spotify, buy my music on Bandcamp, Amazon, or iTunes. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Rate and review the podcast wherever you find them. And donate over at Patreon. I think that's more than fair for all the content we're giving you. Yeah. Do you hear that, people? And if you really can't afford any of that, every time we post something in the group, share it onto your... Oh, okay. <laughs> send us a send us a dick pic 
Uh, no, every time we post something in the in the or a minge pic, if you're a lady, <laughs> we don't discriminate. Um, we prefer dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but every time we post something in the group, how about sharing it on your personal timeline? Just share it. You don't have to do any more than that. Just share it. Write a little thing like "check this out" or "look at this great article by Grant Knock" or "look at this Bollywood review by Kiva Ashby." Or look at this great video by Taya Duval or something. Whatever. Just like just share it. Put a little sentence. Boom. Takes thirty seconds. It gets people coming to the site. And who knows? One of those people might come to the site and go, "I'm going to buy his album," and that might yeah. help. So if you can't afford the album, just share our shit. Share it. Share it all about. Share Join the group about. as well. Get involved in some conversations. Join the group. Rank review. Join. Share our stuff. That's what we ask. Every tiny little bit helps. And we won't stop saying it until you do it. And even then we won't stop doing it because hopefully more people will do it. Yeah. So that's a Doctor Action and Kick-Ass Kid plea um, because uh, this does take time and uh, we would like to be able to continue with the stuff. I need to update my uh, computer. I need to get some stuff fixed. I need to get a new mic. There are various other things I need to do. Uh, we need to keep Doc in condoms and heroin. So, uh, give us your money. Not necessarily in that order, either. No. And uh, he does put the heroin in the condom before he puts it on. It's how, oh, he, yeah. it's how he takes the he take, takes the heroin in through the tip of his bell end. Yeah, it's quite a rush. It is. <laughs> <laughs> he just does it by himself as well. He's not hurting any ladies. He just oh, puts God, it on, no. dances around his room like Buffalo Bill out of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, just with an erect cock. A condom on it, full of heroin. Full of heroin. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be tremendous. Yeah, and if you uh, donate, uh, that will be my first YouTube video. Yes. Wow. Uh, my lady, uh, Kim, is uh, just posted a picture of what she's having done. I've wow. seen it. Wow. Seen it. Look at that right there. Oh, that was an hour ago she posted that. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be all over her arm. Okay, then. <laughs> no, seriously, it's fantastic. And Philip O'Neill, for people who... It's can... pretty big, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's good. It's great. No, the one on her other arm is big as well. I like it. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Cool. The other one on her, her other arm is, is pretty big. So that's good. Um, uh, no, it's great. I love it. Um, and Philip O'Neill, for anyone who's interested, has clearly been watching the worst of Bruce Willis's stuff. Uh, because he watched uh, Hudson Hawk, which I don't actually think is that bad. But you know. I love that film. Then he watched Bonfire of the Vanities. Now he's watching Color of Night. I don't know how he publicly admits that, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, he looks like the Willis cock. <laughs> Definitely stunt Oscars. And um, I think I think as for like the the uh, you know there should be African American Oscars and gay Oscars and whatever else. Um, again, I think it comes down to... Make... Did you just say gay Oscars? <laughs> well, all the Oscars are gay. But I just mean, like, you know, in terms of, like, minority Oscars, like, people want more diversity in movies, right? Yes, they do, yeah. I agree 100%, but they have to make the movies. You know what I mean? They have to make the movies. I don't think you should just... But Creed was awesome. Like, Michael B. Jordan in Creed was awesome, should have been nominated for something. Maybe not an Oscar, but a Golden Globe or something. But what, what about if there's a year where, where you know, where... And not because he's black, but he was awesome in the movie. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it should be for your acting, shouldn't it? 
Yeah. Or you're writing. Or I you're guarantee directing. he is better than Kate Blanchett was in that movie. I get a hands down. And that's nothing against Kate Blanchett. It's fine. But hasn't she won like 50 Oscars already? Like, stop nominating Kate Blanchett. I do think that people, like, people should win one Oscar and that's it. Like, if you continue to do good work, great, you've already won an Oscar. Like, I don't like it when they keep nominating the same people. Has Kate, Kate Blanchett's got to have won an Oscar before, right? She yes, has. She won, won it like, for uh, Woody Allen for Blue, Button, Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine. Kate Blanchett. Right, let's just have a look. Blue Jasmine. Uh, okay, she won Blue Jasmine. You're right. She was nominated for Elizabeth Golden Age. Nominated for I'm Not There. Won again for The Aviator. Did she win for Aviator? Yeah. And What's nominated it? for Elizabeth. So she'd been nominated four times and won twice. Enough already. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you win one, you, boom, you're done. I think. B- because th- that way other people have the chance. Do you know what I mean? I just think you win one, you're done one. That's it. That's my opinion. If if it's a really good performance, but to see them on every year, it's kind of like favouritism, isn't it? It is like favouritism. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio has been up so many times. He should just win. And Eddie Redmayne... If Eddie Redmayne wins this year and he promises to never act again, I'd probably consider giving it to him. He would have to promise that before he won. Yeah, I'd just go up to him and go, you know, if you win this, yeah. will you retire and fuck off? Didn't he win I mean, last year for the Spastic movie? He did, yeah. But it, like, it was all done by a computer, surely. Isn't it easy to play a, a, a dribbly? Well, no, cause <laughs> he, he, I've not seen it, but when it before he became... Yeah, but then he slowly becomes a dribbly. Like, they gave it to him for playing a a guy who slowly becomes a dribbly. It's just fucking such Oscar bait, though, isn't it? Oh, I fucking hate it. God, the Oscars. That's the only problem with the Oscars. That's why if Mad Max wins, it'll make me go, well, maybe they're not so bad, the Oscars. And if Stallone wins, Mad Max wins Best Film and he picks up Best Director, I'd be like, what a great fucking year. What a fantastic year. I mean, there there wasn't a better movie last year than Mad Max. There just wasn't. No, there wasn't. And it, and I mean that, like, technically, the, the way it was written, the way it was acted. I mean, Charlize Theron not being nominated for that leading performance is fucking abysmal. Mm. She was hands down the best female performance I've seen in years. Yeah, and it's everything. I mean, she was a good role model for women, in it? Yeah, if they want to get all fucking fruity and oscar about it. Fruity. But yeah. do, you know, do you know something? Terry Gilliam... And, she, and technically... Terry Gilliam she only had never one won... arm. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. There's a woman with a disability. That's usually fucking Oscar glory. She didn't let her disability hold her back. No, she didn't. Fuck Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Get, get Charlie Toroff there for Mad Max Furiosa. <laughs> Twats. That's wrong, that is. That's, that's prejudice. Yeah. Against one-armed female truck drivers. I'm not having it. That shit don't stand with me. I agree, sir. Anyway, my lady just texted to say she's on her way home, so let's wrap this up. Excellent. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was great, man. Thanks for doing that. That was awesome. That's cool. That's cool. My had, pleasure. Had a great time. We're going to watch the Oscars tonight, and I'll be live tweeting it, so uh, take a look at my tweets. Yeah, I'm going to be asleep when they're on. Yeah. Do they even screen them in the UK anymore? 
I think they do on Sky movies or whatever. Fuck that. But I'm not staying up. Fuck I'll that. Just, I'll just wake up in the morning and see that Kate Blanchett's won, Eddie Redmayne's <laughs> won, <laughs> Joy's won best film. Oh, you know, for fuck's sake. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope Mad Max and Sylvester Stallone, that's all I'm interested in, really. And you know what, technically, if George Miller just wins Best Director, I'll be happy, because that usually symbolises the best film for me. Terry Gilliam, though, never won a Best Director Oscar. Criminal, that is. Not. Criminal. Because it's the Oscars. But he's, but he's categorically and technically one of the best directors. John Carpenter never won a... Well, technically for his first short that he did at university, but has never won an Oscar since. And John Carpenter, technically one of the greatest directors who has ever lived. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that was awesome show. Love that show. I'll edit that down into something and put it up soon. And uh, thanks ever so much, my friend. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye.